0: Previously on Lonely Boys.
1: Are you happy now that you've humiliated both of us? It's in your own bloody hands, Lady Macbeth. What did you think would happen when you played Carrie with her dresses? I only did it because you (laughs) lured her back here to torture me. I warned you I wouldn't stop. And thanks to your vendetta, we both lost, and Jenny Humphrey won. Oh, there she, there she is now—that little fucking asshole. Hey. If you've come to gloat, Jenny, Jenny. Sh- Jenny, shut the fuck up. If you've come to gloat, <laughs> I would relish the moment. It will be fleeting.
0: You're right, because I'm leaving. Despite what happened today, I can't beat you. In order to beat you, I'd have to become you, and I'm better than that. At least I want to be.
1: What the- nice try, Jenny Humphrey. We know you're just scared and want to save Jenny. face.
0: <laughs> you two used to be in love, and together you were invincible. But now that you've turned against each other. It's just a matter of time before your mutual destruction. And when that happens, maybe I'll think about coming home. I'm obviously a, a huge shipper. But for now, goodbye. <laughs> good riddance. And good luck.
1: All right, fine. I love you again, Chuck.
0: <laughs> oh, I love you guys, too. Let's make it a three-way kiss.
1: Yay! Where's Hillary Duff? <laughs> yes, Hillary Duff does need to sanction every, three, every threesome. That that <laughs> the patron saint of threesomes. <laughs> Hey up siders and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down season four, episode seven of Gossip Girl, War at the Roses. But I am not here by myself. I am here with someone who also always invites Robin to his birthday parties, Brendan Ruppel. <laughs> wow,
0: well, that's true. Hello. I am, of course, your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, aka Uncle Cream. Hi I did a little cremation live episodes from the crematorium. I'm your editor in chief here at Cream Weekly doctor officer cream reporting for duty it's uh I, does robin the celebrity spell it with a y as well she does wow i think anyway yeah right yes yeah, so maybe my robin's a celebrity um, oh, also. oh
1: I, I hear that i hear the guest <laughs> trying to <laughs> yeah. yeah she does spell I, it I, a know, I know i know <laughs> and if anyone's wondering who that voice is we do have another guest in the studio today uh she she has she has the record for the longest Lonely Boys episode of all time, uh, we, we've had a lot of people uh, either uh, their first time recently or entering the four-timers club, but we're finally having someone to uh, just go from the two to three-timers club for the first time in a while. Please welcome back for the first time in uh, two seasons, I believe, wow. Naomi Calhoun. Naomi, how are you?
2: Hello, hello. I'm actually having a birthday party soon, and you guys are all invited. Yeah. You were, you're on the, uh, you're employees of the school Columbia, yep. right?
1: Of course, yeah. I'm just going to bring the rest of my faculty as well, if that's, if that's yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I even didn't register.
0: That, that was like a joke about the show. I was just excited to go to a birthday party. I was genuinely happy to attend. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's
1: wrap my this up and actually... get going to the party.
2: <laughs> Not until the end of the years. Okay, well, I'll be at that one whenever um, that comes no i'm so excited i think the only reason that i could not be on a season three episode is because you literally like had such a stacked number of guests for episodes it's that true. I
1: Love scheduling baby there's literally no room for me but i'm very yeah. excited to be back yeah i mean you were the one of the first people to enter the two-timers club now you're finally part of the three-timers club and we're going for four baby what are you guys doing next week <laughs> this again <laughs> listen I'm sure someone will. I'm sure someone will drop out. You can come right back. <laughs> we'll add you to our substitute roster. Um, so, Naomi, wh- welcome back. I did mention that you uh, have the record for our longest episode at two hours and twenty-six minutes. Which uh, yeah. has has Lagori shaking his shaking fist, his fist. As, as even <laughs> just thrown yeah.
2: through a window. I can't believe it.
1: I heard him from here. He said, "No!" <laughs> Into the crash of the glass. It was, like, yeah. it was like Michael Scott when Toby came back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, Naomi, I, I think I know the answer to this because uh, you know you, you let me in on on, on the answer. Um, Mere moments before we started recording, but how much Gossip Girl have you watched since the last time we talked to you?
2: Absolutely fucking none. Woo! Oh, yeah. I I, honestly, I don't think it's like for lack of interest, but I've just had so much to do that I simply like could not engage more. But having watched this episode, I'm almost tempted to start season four because that's a bunch of drama.
1: You know, may, sometimes people say that is the best way to watch, only watching one episode per season and, and coming on to talk about it because you don't need context to, to appreciate the uh, sheer insanity of the show.
0: I, honestly, if I had to watch just this episode, I would not ever watch it again. <laughs> I just, no way would I be like, sign me up for more Gospel Girl. I would be like, shut this wow. fucking shit off
3: what oh,
2: very, Brendan, very what do you think is the episode that you have watched that you're like wow this show is really cooking with gas here there
0: was one i think last season i actually said that i think it was finally the moment where i was like i think i like this show now but it, it took yes. two and a half seasons and then it went on a bit get of a there. cold streak right yeah. after. yeah <laughs> i can't remember exactly when it was but it was sometime in the middle of season three
1: it was okay. yeah it was mid-season three um Naomi, based on this episode that you've seen, the first one in two seasons, uh, do you have a new uh, favorite or least favorite character? Not that I remember who your previous favorite or least favorite character was before this.
2: Uh, I don't know if I do either. Honestly, I will say I think Blair got even more interesting um, since the time I saw her last. I feel like there's a lot to be played with of, like, the neurotic, insecure, uh, like her parents don't love her enough, but she's pretending like they do kind of character. Um, and it's a shame that she has to share the spotlight with uh, Serena, a woman whose primary concern is like, I don't want to fuck this guy
1: too oh, quickly. Boy. I, I, I can't, I can't, yeah. can't do it with Serena. She's, she's too much uh same same more of the same with Serena this week but uh it feels so
0: bad for her like what to, can the writers think of anything else for this poor character like, right it's like <laughs> over and over I feel again. bad
1: for Serena I yeah I feel bad for like or Blake lively who has to yeah. do the same thing every week because the writers are just like, like oh we're,
0: we're not gonna have you grow we're just gonna have you continue to be a slut over and over again Literally, that's your character every,
1: everyone else is growing and it seems like Serena is like regressing
0: and, and they, they yeah. keep talking about how she's like Growing and she's oh, you're about, you're like, she's always on the precipice of growing, and then she yeah, like, like the goes the me. other yeah, way. Like, okay, the old me would have, yeah. She always always talking about the old God. me.
3: would
2: have well, drunk while this was happening. That's like really kind <laughs> that's of that's that's the only difference, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, she's not wasted at all times. Uh, although Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so that's we'll see true. if she keeps the tradition Ooh. alive of blacking out on Thanksgiving. um <laughs> and then it's your time to shine here. The episode is titled war at the roses very curiously because with a title like that i thought we were at least going to get cyrus rose at, at oh, the, yeah <laughs> in this episode no cyrus is mentioned a couple times no roses at all no cyrus no aaron but the uh, it's still called war at the roses mm. finally uh did your losing streak last week you got mm. you got one of these right do you can you can you make it a winning streak oh, no. now do you know what war at the roses is referencing
0: War at the roses. Um, more at the Moses. No, that's a man, not a place. Oh more at the. More of more. No, I'm just gonna say the same thing. War, War of the Roses is a movie. How about that? Okay. All
1: right. Um, a good guess. A good guess. And I will say, <laughs> <we're> very close. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, you don't wait, say. What, hold on. What What did you say?
0: What? War of the roses. War of War at the roses. Oh no! War, War of roses? War of the Roses. Oh, that's mm. better. No, yeah, that, I'll take a punch up from Naomi. War of the Roses sounds good, even though it doesn't well, make sense. I don't sense. know
1: if it's a punch up, if it's the right answer. Yeah, I think, yeah, because th- it is War of the Roses, the 1989 <laughs> film. I think we need to go back. Um, I think we need to go back and listen to the film to listen to what well, you said there. So here's what
0: happened. I said, I think, War at the Roses. And then Naomi <laughs> said, I think he said War of the Roses. Like, oh, I didn't say that, but that sounds better. I'm going to use that answer it sounds more but like I a movie title. It. This is too
1: much. This is too So much. I but then I corrected
0: myself before you made the final judgment.
1: The thing is mid sentence, <laughs> oh, wow. I was going to mark you wrong, wow. but then I said, did he say war of the roses or did he say war at the roses? Mm. We're, we're going to need some judges. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going to need some judges on this Who, for the first time ever. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to go to instant replay. Um, yeah. When I listen back to this, I will. I will listen. Well, I, to I know what I
0: said, but I'm saying I technically say got the right re- answer. But you think I got the right answer in before you made the judgment call,
1: with an assist from Naomi. <laughs> with an assist from
0: Naomi, of course. So, um, give me a side okay. point. Maybe we'll get like then, if I no need if I need help at the end of the season. It's like looking really bad. Throw it back on.
1: And then, since you've been so abysmal this yeah. this season, I will give it to you. Well, that's what I'm talking get about. get an there uproar we if we get an uproar <laughs> yeah. from the fans. I'm going to wow. have no choice but to change it back, okay? The first title so a scandal. You are t- <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> you, you are tentatively two for seven, but okay. it's still under review at this moment.
0: <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. I'll okay. take it. Okay. Wow. We'll be
1: back after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, you're here for history. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they come back from break, and I'm on a season long suspension.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Brent will not be joining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, after Sam just praised you for not cheating, we have the first scandal.
0: <laughs> well, at all. I didn't do it behind the scenes. I, I cheated I know, on her. I know.
1: I know. I know. I know. Original air date November 1st, 2010. Uh, we start with Rihanna's Only Girl playing uh, some great music uh, lately in Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. And Gossip Girl tells us it's officially fall. Don't know what season it was before this when they were having classes or stuff, but I guess that was the end of summer. And more importantly, it is Blair's birthday, and we're seeing her get all her invitations ready. Uh, Brendan, were you concerned that a Susan situation was going to happen like in Seinfeld?
0: <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but now I'm glad I didn't think about it because I thought this might be the end of, of Blair. <laughs>
1: She looked like she was getting a little lightheaded, licking all those envelopes. You <laughs> I mean, like, think she'd have she, I was do just that for say that.
0: Yeah, she should. That would that'd would be a, a sad fate for, for Dorota if That was how she went out. <laughs> that would kind of be. That would make sense. that would be on brand for Blair.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, Serena is bringing Colin his morning coffee. Uh, Gossip Girl already seems to know uh, about Serena and Colin because she's uh, talking about it in her voiceover, so they're not doing a great job keeping this secret. And Serena specifies that Colin's from Maine, which is wild because it's the second time I've watched something where they specifically say that a character named Colin is from Maine. And, of course, good friend of the podcast, Colin Stone, is famously and canonically from Maine. So, basically, I'm saying all Colins are from Maine.
0: <laughs> Wait, so is, is that Colin Stone? Is, is he the one that's that you're talking about, or is he the third person that's— a Colin from Maine. He's a third person. Oh, a third there, person.
1: There, there's a character in a movie I watched where, uh, famously, someone says, Colin, you're from Maine.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we're not going to name the movie. Moving
1: on. <laughs> what movie was it? Uh, it was Not Okay, starring uh. Zoe Deutsch and uh, Dylan O'Brien as the aforementioned Colin. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Is that how it went, though? Like, th- did he not know where he was from and they were telling him?
1: No, he was putting on some kind of, like, uh, you know, like, like this... Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what kind of accent he was doing or affectation, and uh, the other person was like, Colin, you're from Maine. I was like, stop talking yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, he was putting like, a, hey, it's me, Colin. Yeah, no, something no, Colin, like that. You're like from some-
1: Maine. Oh, speaking in a way that no Mainer would, would speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we... we- we find out colin grew up on a boat his family was into lobsters Uh, serena relates because she loves the deadliest catch and she keeps interviewing him but she's not even listening to his answers the the music is swelling and serena's just staring at him and twirling her hair like Mm. this whole teacher student thing is really gonna last it's not gonna have any other relationship besides teacher and student and this is like the weirdest editing the show has ever done with with everything in slow motion whatever's (laughs) happening we get some interesting editing all episode long yeah, like, they use it in the
2: end, too. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah. like, it's like it's like the horny cam. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand. I think it was a, it was a whole Editors different for camera for yeah, the horny
0: it's cam. It's so strange. It's can like, I, oh
2: can my... I read you, uh, sorry, my first two notes of this episode? Please do. Because, you know, I'm jumping into the world again, right? I'm dipping my toe. My first two notes is, Blair is 20, and Serena is dating a professor? And that's, like, immediately my first two thoughts. And... Both accurate, yeah. <laughs> How is Blair 20? Tw- like, I think it's so funny that they're 20 now. Like, all of this petty drama, I guess, you know, 20-year-olds are not normally well-adjusted people, especially if they're rich. But, like, they keep talking, like, I think it's so funny that Blair is, like, I want to be, like, the next Madeline Albright. Gross. <laughs> and then it's, like, but I also want to have a petty feud with, like, clearly a sociopath that I want to fuck. Uh-huh. It's like, Blair, girl, go volunteer for health. Greenpeace or something. Like, chill out.
0: Twenty is a funny age because it, it does sound like an a, a, the age of an adult. And then when you are twenty, like I remember exactly my my frame of mind when I was twenty because it didn't really change much to where it is now. And what was but, your frame of mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's same. It's exactly the same. But like, you you are still a kid. You're 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 just nineteen, like the year before. Literally a teenager the previous year. So I, I guess it, you want to be like, in your twenties and be an adult, but you're they're still. I guess it makes sense that she wants to be ad- adulting, but she still wants to be a part of the petty drama. Still, it's like a well, middle ground.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining how age works. You <laughs> yeah. do, it is 19 what? and then it's 20. Also how yeah. counting works. Um, yeah. So that is I mean, the counting for part. the, for the, uh, for the people that are Nate speed listening to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure they really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is obviously do a you call people that read, uh,
0: listen to podcasts on one X uh, listening at uh, Nate speed.
1: Yes, yes. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, and so Serena asks Colin for his favorite book. He points to mergers, acquisitions and corporate uh, restructurings, which, oh man, a classic. And Serena's like, oh, you're going to, you just became my next project. And so it, we're going to talk about what what's on the agenda for the next office hours. God forbid anyone else needs office hours in this class. Cause yeah. It seems like Serena's taking them off. <laughs> So what where's he like,
0: her next project? Like, fucking a hot guy? Is that that she means? Like, oh, you're, no, you you like, have a lot of money. I'm going to bang you. Making
2: him less of a boring fuck, I guess. Yeah, like,
1: like I'm going to make you read the same books as me.
0: She doesn't read books.
1: She loves Fitzgerald. What do you no, mean?
0: She says that. I've never seen her read it. She, she says that. I want that. scenes with her reading I'm it. Not,
1: I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as.
2: <laughs> like, like, Fitzgerald, like, like, like uh, Scott Fitzgerald? F. Scott, even. Scott. So she reads The Great Gatsby, and at no point does she read it and go, "You know, maybe wealth is the problem." She just no. reads yeah. the whole thing, and she's like, "Damn, it's it's, it's, it's awesome such a shame that yeah that Daisy just like wasn't into Gatsby or whatever." Like, you know, yeah. What does she walk away from that book with? You know,
1: she takes it at face value. She really she, she really loves The Great Gatsby. Damn, I guess you should not throw parties on Long Island. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that is. That she's also rooting for all
0: the wolf of wall street characters when she watches that too
1: mm-hmm. so i uh, is she just a big leo head that's well, a big leo head I mean, yeah <laughs> she uh blake lively date leo dicaprio i don't know we're gonna have to i mean it was obviously when she was much younger but we will have to uh dig into that um and so they they've begun the countdown six more weeks until the class ends and they can i guess start having sex in his office without any without having to worry about anything uh so more on that later eleanor's home uh, very nice of her to come for, for Blair's birthday, although it, it is not actually Blair's birthday. She, she, Her and Cyrus have tickets to something on her birthday, so she decided to come a week early. Uh, the only thing is this is now going to conflict with Rufus and Lily's anniversary. And at first I was like, why are they doing Why are they having this conflict? But I guess it was just so that Dan can have a reason to be mad at Blair and Chuck.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, I think that what bothered me about this episode most is like this, the lengths that they go to to get people to do certain things in the writer's room is insane these are the worst excuses to get people in the same room
1: (laughs) now now that Sam has pointed it out the over explaining in a gossip like the sheer exposition in, in any Gossip Girl episode is so funny where they're like <laughs> where Eleanor's like, hello, I'm here for your birthday. And Blair's like, you know it's a week early. And she's like, yes, it is a week early because I had tickets. So I'm here a week early because I thought like, it would be better than a
0: week we, late. We, why do we need to also, know That is not her, also, <laughs> her birthday ju- week?
1: just to remind you, it's now also during Rufus and Lily's <laughs> anniversary, which is now going to conflict. But hey, it doesn't matter. We're going to have the party this weekend anyway. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's they like they've told us what, these like, dates before they're important you... dates.
2: <laughs> when have you ever in your life been like, oh my god, my birthday party is going to conflict with the anniversary of my parents' friends, my friend's dad? Like, it's when does that ever factor? And I
0: didn't know it was such a family family thing to be around for your parents' That's anniversary. My big
1: thing, where it's like, I thought the anniversary was between uh, two two partners celebrating a year of marriage. I did not know this had to be a whole family affair. Where like Rufus is like. I don't know how we could possibly do this without every member of the family. Here. I, I, like, right. What do you mean? This isn't the family reunion. This is your anniversary.
0: Like I, I know they had an issue getting Jenny back on screen this season, but I think that the best way to do this was to just have Jenny try and come back again and then them like run her out of town quickly and then Dan be like, you can't keep running around of town. Like instead of making this weird excuse that she wanted to come but wasn't saying she wanted to come because she was afraid. Like just have her come by and then have them wrong her again and like, then Dan has a right to be. As mad as he is, yeah, and even when he like ever... he retaliates, it's like nothing. He doesn't do anything that bad, and everyone's like, "I can't believe you, Dan. You showed that video. It's so stupid."
2: Um, I cannot okay, believe I you have... would show
1: players karaoke video.
2: We'll get to that. I have two huh? questions. Well, first, I have a statement, which is I wrote a note about this scene, um, and I said I thought that smaller guy with Dan was Andrew Rannells, which I'm now realizing is Eric because he dyed his hair like brown. Yes, yeah. yes, he I thought it was like. Hair. I thought, like, Andrew Rannells was, like, working at, like, 17. And He's like... a much
1: shorter Ad- Andrew Rannells.
2: And no, I know. That's why I was like, wait, I don't think this theory holds up. Okay. <laughs> I I am pretty good at watching television without context and understanding what is going on, right? Like, I have jumped into movies in the middle and known what is happening. I had no idea what they were talking about. In, like, all of this exposition, in, like, with the with whatever dan is trying to get back at like blair and i even tried to look it up on wikipedia and it had no good answers so like why are chuck and blair fighting what does dan give a shit about why are they driving taylor Momsen out of town like what the fuck is going on
1: okay taylor Momsen, as the great jenny humphrey got driven out of town got banished from blair because in the season three finale chuck has sex sexual intercourse with jenny jenny loses her virginity to chuck which uh, obviously infuriates Blair. Uh, she gets banished. Uh, her and Chuck go their separate ways. Uh, Chuck goes goes off to Prague. Meets this girl Eva, who he's going to be dating in the first four episodes of season four. She is described by everyone as an angel, like the the epitome of just goodness on earth. Made single-handedly, made Chuck into a better person as well. He was a philanthropist. Mm. He he was a nice guy. He, he went. Then Blair. You know gets revenge and kind of drives eva out of town uh kind of uh what did she do? she was she just kept trying to dig up dirt uh, against eva and then eventually chuck and takes Trap, the bait yeah and then, chuck kept yeah. like not
0: trusting eva like oh maybe yeah because of, of blair's doing and
1: then which makes eva want to leave and then once eva leaves and goes back to uh where she's from chuck says blair you've ruined me you've made me evil again and now my main mission on this earth is to make your life a living hell. Anything that you, you took, the only thing I wanted in this life, anything that you want now, I'm going to take from you. So Blair and Chuck have been at war, uh, mm. as Chuck calls it, and Chuck is really the—it's a more, more a one-sided war than anything. Chuck is really the one just uh, owing all, uh, you know, all guns blazing. Yeah, like with Blair this. trying to go about uh, her
0: business, but then like when she sees him attacking, she'll like try and retaliate, and it doesn't work as well because she's she actually has stuff to do, unlike Chuck, who's his only yeah. purpose right now is to just fuck over oh. Blair.
1: Air at war, and Jen- Jenny actually did come back last episode, uh, but got rebanished by the end. So, yeah. that's where I we just, are.
2: I I am like, this show is just so out of control. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you've never banished someone from town. Right. And, and it's like, oh, she went up to the Hudson River area,
3: yeah. which is where I'm from,
2: which is like such a funny idea to banish somebody up there. Um, <laughs> it's like when I see TikToks now, that's like, here's our, here are cute things you could do in Rhinebeck. And you're like, fucking go to the county fair. What do you mean?
3: Like, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Anyways, so Everyone knows I
2: those like every time they would say something in this episode, I was like, this is ludicrous. This is all ludicrous, and these people are insane and they're not real, and nobody's yep. ever had a problem in their life before. Yeah, yeah like we've we,
0: really like, we said episode. a few episodes now, like the idea of the banishment is so insane. It was like, it's it happened so to so coincide funny. with like her wanting to just get out of deprey Side in general, too. So she's like, I'm just gonna go live with mom because, like, my life is, I don't have like a good life here right now. So I think that helped to say, like, oh, well, I'm scared of the people that live here, and I might as well just try and start over a little bit so that helped but so i didn't necessarily like think that she was fully banished i didn't think she cared as much about Um, the banishment as we find out last episode that she does like she's genuinely afraid of of blair
1: yeah she's got a it's fear of chuck and blair 101 is the is the class she has a test for yeah
2: um till blair like claws my eyes out and gives me a fucking like gives me a a a, a tet makes me need a tetanus shot you know what we said
0: the same thing yeah like (laughs) hit me what right, you do? yeah,
1: it, like, physically remove me from the... Sand. Like, just just stay, Jenny. It really test your her luck here. Um, Rufus, Dan, and Eric are walking on the sidewalk to discuss Rufus's big anniversary. Uh, also, Dan needed to get out of the house because Vanessa just came back from the commune. And so, you know, they ask Dan, uh, how's it going with Vanessa? He's like, yeah, we haven't really talked except to say, like, excuse me. You know, almost as if uh, he also again explains here and by the way in case anyone's wondering why vanessa just didn't go back to the dorms uh it turns out uh the deadline has passed to go back to campus housing which it's almost as if moving in with dan instead of claiming a dorm was a terrible idea she she, <laughs> she she could have gotten her dorm and then still just been at dan's house all the time anyway this was so stupid by her i'm glad she's suffering
0: yeah but but, but dan's also suffering. i guess it was his idea as well but i, I can't but imagine they're
1: and so jenny has a big test so she can't make it for rufus's anniversary and uh rufus seems all dejected about this again I, it's so weird that he needs his daughter for his anniversary but uh, and I and er- it was
0: so weird I, I i didn't buy that at all to a point where i didn't think that's what he was upset about i thought there was going to be some underlying like him and lily issue because to me i'm like. Well, it couldn't be because he wants his daughter to be there. That's weird. You don't want your children at your anniversary. You want to, like, right. go on a romantic date and then bang afterwards. Yeah, you want to fuck, yeah. This does not for yeah. your children. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so, Jenny, it turns out, uh, Je- Dan and Eric discussed, Jenny's just avoiding coming back into the city because she's afraid of uh, Chuck and Blair. And so, Dan's like, man mean a lot after the tough time we've had it mean a lot to have the family together for this so we need to get Jenny back into the city and so Eric thinks that Chuck could help because he loves Lily and as long as Chuck and Blair are at war he's going to be on their side but little does Eric know they have a, a agreed on a truce at least momentarily
0: yes um is that the next thing we're, we're getting to
1: um, yeah, we're getting to it. Brendan. Okay. you're not the only one that's on hair watch here. Uh, Nate asked Serena if she got a haircut because it looks different, and Serena's answer is no. Just happy, I guess. Has <laughs> your hair ever looked noticeably Happier? different because you were
0: happy? Brendan, your hair looks happy. A weird thing to say. <laughs> I don't, sometimes I think when you see a difference in a person, you can't tell exactly what it is. You just go straight for the hair, like ah, something's different. Is it the hair? So I think he just noticed an overall change <laughs> yeah. in glow, and she had like the what Blair okay, yeah, later on calls yeah. like the sex glow that she doesn't hasn't had it yet but she's like it's like the 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 almost sex glow that she's having
1: i like that nate's like well if you're happy it must be because of a guy (laughs) i know yeah yeah,
0: (laughs) hey what are you what are you one of the writers
2: (laughs) yeah that was like such a weird it's so funny because you know you assume that like nate and blair have had this like deep relationship for like many many years i I forget
0: about often honestly
2: Right, and then the takeaway from him after Blair looks happy, or sorry, Blair after Serena looks happy is just like, "Oh, I bet you're fucking someone."
3: Yeah. Like, yeah what?
2: <laughs> I have never in my life had my friends come up to me and be like, "Hey, you look really happy," because of a guy, and you're like, "What? No, like, yeah. what's that mean?"
1: No one's ever even told me I look happy before. It's it's just that's <laughs> that's so foreign to me, and so uh. Blair and Chuck enter. They want to know what the hell is going on, and it appears that Nate and Serena have gathered them both here to avoid uh, everything going nuclear. They, they want the truth to be more official than just a handshake, and they're going to sit down and hammer out the provisions of the big waldorf Bass ceasefire of 2010. And if either Chuck or Blair break the treaty, they will be exocommunicated, and neither Serena nor Nate will be their friends, which... When did they come up with that idea? Like, this punishment seems so harsh, considering we know that the personalities of Blair and Chuck, and we know that they won't be able to handle the sick to a truth. So I, I, I don't think that either Nate or Serena would even go through with this punishment, but a uh, very fun idea, though, to, to actually have a truce where they all have to, like, write stuff down, and a court stenographer comes into play as well.
0: <laughs> it was a fun idea, and then, like, the execution of this scene was another weird scene that like, made... I was like, what what is this episode? The tone of everything was so strange. I feel like we watched... A bunch of different gospel episodes within one just the way it it all felt it was just like it was they're trying to do a funny bit and it was just like really fell flat this this whole fake courtroom (laughs) scene for me
1: yeah, because we get a cut like straight to them being in the heat of the negotiation, yeah. and they're going back and forth. Uh, like This is what they were born to do. They're, they're both having like so much fun working at this deal. Uh, they just mm-hmm. love talking to each other and arguing. And so Blair's going to call for a sidebar in the middle of this so she can talk to uh, Serena. She just doesn't want to seem like she's ceding territory too easily. So uh, she says, uh, let's just pretend like we're talking about my birthday. And so uh, Blair asks Serena about her parents' anniversary in, in the middle of that conversation. Uh, I... This is when she's all of a sudden uh, able to see that Serena is sporting a sex glow. And Serena's like, whoa, no sex, just coffee. But uh, Blair points out another Seinfeld reference. Everyone knows that coffee is sex.
0: That's true. Oh, yeah. I
1: think Blair's been watching a lot of Seinfeld. She must be. I thought Though this was there's...
2: such a funny power move from Blair.
1: She's like, Did... no, let's like pretend. We're sidebarring. Yeah, I mean, I I like it. I mean, you, you can't give up the strip clubs too easily.
0: That's, that's true, I guess. I I just didn't care about any of this. I was like next please. Let's get let's get over over with. <laughs> wow,
1: harsh. Uh, I, I think they're just yeah, trying to be
0: too quirky and like, hey guys, look, how, look how right. wink wink this is. It's so funny, right? Like all right. I
1: uh, I like that Blair is always calling out Serena on her bullshit with uh Colin that th- I do this appreciate. time around. It. And Serena's like, no, no, no. This is different because Colin is, and brother's just like our professor. And so, like, yeah. Serena's literally always making excuses and claiming that the thing she's doing is actually different. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's different with me because, of, because, because of why? Like, it, it's worse with you, Serena, because you're you're dating your professor.
0: <laughs> you're you, not you've a been professor. you professor. She just got to college, like. A week ago. It's
1: week one. <laughs> Gossip Girl just said fall has just begun. <laughs> you couldn't even make it out of summer before dating your professor. So she was dating him
0: before the semester started. <laughs> so it's Very impressive, honestly.
1: Serena's like, we're only meeting during office hours. And Blair says that they're one macchiato away from Serena making the same mistake she always does. And Blair cannot be an accomplice. Again, uh, she's being a good friend, calling her out. And uh, Serena says she won't mention him anymore. And they head back to the table. Si- sidebar Serena's- over.
2: Serena's is also being a bad friend because it's like there's literally in the middle of like a blood feud with Chuck, <laughs> and her birthday party's coming up, and like I I feel like I remember Blair has had some like pretty depressing birthday parties in the past. Oh yeah, and
3: one in particular.
2: So, Yeah, like, you you just, you want to be there for your bestie who's about to have a birthday party, and instead you're like, yeah, I'm just, like, really horny for my professor. And it's like, girl, go get a vibrator and shut the fuck up. But instead (laughs) of doing that.
1: that Also, also I'm going to go to my parents' anniversary instead of your birthday, too, because this is a family event. Yeah.
2: Right, which I feel like the whole time this whole parents' anniversary thing is going on, not once is is, is, uh, Serena-like. Well, I really have to make a tough choice between the two. Like,
0: no, she was all in, in already. on have
2: No discussion. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: well, so, did Lily have any say in this? Like, how does Lily feel about Rufus being like, yeah, we're just going to stay in this year, not, we're not do anything for our first anniversary? We're just going to uh, get takeout and eat on the floor because uh, I'm upset that Jenny's taking a test.
0: Yeah, I, I guess she's had so many first anniversaries that I guess anything different is, is new and better. So <laughs> <laughs> she's like, all That's right, what maybe I that'll work. I was thinking
1: that. That's what I was thinking, but how many of her five marriages
0: do you think have year? made the one year mark? <laughs> we, we know question. that
1: Rufus has. We know that Bart has not. So yeah, I not think... really his
0: fault, I guess.
1: Uh, well, he yeah. might have think...
0: been. Out. You know what? They're on the outs before he died, anyway.
1: I'm sure uh, Doctor Billy made it past a year because they were, you know, they were having kids together. I don't think Klaus made it to the one year mark.
0: No, Klaus didn't make it to the one month mark.
1: I don't know who the other husband is. I'm sure he's been mentioned before, but uh, that's that's the swing <laughs> vote there. <laughs> Though, we get another negotiation scene. Blair finally seeds the strip club, so that should be the end. But Blair wants to discuss something in private, so she dismisses the attorneys. You could have given me a million guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed that this super secret thing was Blair drunkenly singing karaoke to stand by your man. What a random choice for this to be the thing that Blair is most self-conscious about.
0: And we keep getting tipped off about this weird Jack thing. And we think like, oh, maybe right. the the secret is that it's a red herring. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, Blair slept with Jack again while they're were, they were off. But that's not. Oh. I thought we. Were, I thought it was gonna bust through the door later in the episode. I thought it was gonna be another like Jack sighting. Because I, I know he's he's not on the oil rig yet, right?
1: Oh no, he'll be back. Yeah.
0: So I was like, this is a perfect moment for Jack to come in, and that's why Dan wants to get the parents out of the place because he tried to rape Lily once. So he doesn't want them to see each other.
1: You're writing a very compelling episode. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, it's so easy. <laughs> It's just, it could be, could be so much better
1: i
2: mean you say that and yet what we have before <laughs> us would contradict that entirely
1: and then another nifty editing trick as we zoom out and it turns like the scene turns into a picture on the gossip girl website that uh, dan is looking at and like who took this picture and sent it into gossip girl the, the court stenographer
2: i don't right, know this is this is my favorite part of gossip girl is like the narration itself is funny but when right. it's like oh serena is and also i apologize for my for the lovely listeners if i call serena blair it's because in my because her name is blake Lively. Mm-hmm, Yeah, I, I, which it, is similar so to blair to sure but really it's serena like oh serena's fucking her professor and it's like how do you know that
1: like <laughs> that's what i mean is she, yeah. for... he's getting up-to-date and, tips yeah and i don't know who's and, tipping her up well,
0: well sometimes the right. gossip is talking about things that haven't been tipped yet like it's just like right so, she, so she's like going in and out between narrating, narrating and then also just being a part of the plot which is very good this is one of the episodes i'm glad that then we brought that up because this episode i noticed that more than ever that it was like really blur, blurring the lines between using like as a plot device or just a narration
1: right um and, yeah, but and this that... particular instance is like it's an actual picture of blair and chuck at the negotiations someone had to take that right again this is where this is where
2: i like the logic of how these photos are acquired like how they get these like how they get the information to me is bananas especially when you think about like the idea that gossip girl is supposedly like a real person in the universe that it's not like an omniscient being or like whatever that supposedly there are people who have access to not only like not only taking a photo even from like the restaurant window, but knowing what the conversation <laughs> was about, and yeah. also that people care enough to care if Blair and Chuck have stopped fighting or not. He's well, like, yeah, what they're the, the main fuck? characters of
1: the universe. Like they're the main characters of the opposite side. Everyone, anyone who keeps up with Gossip Girl, you know, they're they're very okay. invested in this. All right,
2: I'm gonna look up. Upper East Side Population 2020.
0: <laughs> and I, I don't even have as much of an issue with that. Because as long as the tips are coming in and that's something that Gossip Girl can comment on, that's fine. But there is, I don't know, I can't remember the scene, but there are some scenes like, for instance, like if uh, Serena is in the room alone with her professor. And then, like, the scene ends right. and they didn't get the fuck. And then you just hear Gossip Girl go, like, Serena Uh-oh. really wants to stick it between the sticky wickets. Or, like, something weird like that. Like, how do you... brain? yeah no, told you that, yeah <laughs> exactly
1: um all so right i just looked, have
2: to say nope. uh p- pardon me as i give you the statistics on the upper east side um in 2010 200, 218,000 people lived in the upper east side and you're telling me that all of those people cared about what was going on with they do. These two
1: young women' say it's a hobby
0: yeah. for them it's, it's the a ones it's, oh, it's a gossip oh, yeah. was
1: heard did um hey, hey. yeah i think <laughs> robin was even subscribed to gossip girl she was she wanted to know what was going on oh, yeah. there um so eric is upset that uh you know chuck and blair are thriving now while their family is in a pile of rubble because of them uh, and he says that uh, Peace time may be a perfect time for a stealth strike, a time to give them a taste of their own medicine, uh, and Dan thinks they can make it work because he's, he's picked up a few skills over the years, and Eric comes from a long line of first-class schemers. I mean, Eric's own dad lied about his mom having cancer, after all, so I you know, <laughs> d- definitely does come from a line of world-class schemers, but um, excuse me, as will be brought up, I guess, later in the episode, but... Dan's, where's Dan's speech about rising up and not stooping to Blair and Chuck's level? One like, episode that only ago. applies to Jenny for some reason? This was last, last episode. I think Eric Jenny calls him tries, out for this,
0: too. He's like, what happened yeah, to that?
1: Yeah. And he goes, tries to get back to Blair and Chuck. And Dan is so sanctimonious and, and incredulous that Jenny would do this. I can't believe you'd do this. And then one episode later, Dan is doing the same thing. Why is it different for Dan? Why and he is can't he do anything. Do?
0: But, like, he's seeing red with these people. He, he will not stop. It's the
1: only thing he wants to do right now
0: it's so stupid i think that's one thing that bothers me too like that that's such such lack of con- like i think they they haven't done an, it's, it's an insane show sure but they they <laughs> from episode to episode i feel like they usually keep it somewhat continue continuous but like one episode prior like you can forget some stuff from season one people won't care about like some plot holes with that mm-hmm. or whatever but like from the, the one priors that's so so stupid it's we so maybe- obvious
1: Yeah, we may be getting to the point in the show where the writers are not communicating with each other. The writers from episode to episode are not uh, keeping track of what came just before it. Just before it, come on. Oh. Uh, Blair and Chuck, after the treaty, Blair announces that the war is over. They, they seem a little upset because, again, this was just one of their games that was keeping them inside each other's orbits. Now, as Chuck points out, uh, they have no reason to interact with each other again. They're not a couple, they're not at war. Uh, they have no reason to talk to each other. Uh, they, they go to shake hands, but Blair uh, reminds him about Article 19 no touching, of course. And so they go their separate ways. Uh, you know, Blair looks back before she gets into her car, then Chuck looks back once Blair gets in, and uh, looks like they're going to miss each other.
0: Yeah, it looks, looks like it's just a quick quick glance. Just a quick passing glance. I thought that um, was so
2: funny. I love that, like, there's something so hilarious to me about, like, Blair pretending to be, like, this tough girl. And it's like, girl, we know. we and Even Chuck, too, it's like, come on, folks, let's be real here. Like, we know that you're H-word for each other, and we know mm-hmm. that you like each other. And, like... <laughs> So stop pretending. Let's be fucking for real. Um, but I did love these. Little, I Like I do. Oh, I did write later in my notes. Um, LMAO, I get why people make Chuck and Blair YouTube edits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's because you watch these scenes and you're like, yeah, they have a lot of like. There is a lot to them. But the problem is that the writers have no idea how to get to any of these um, situations without just the most complicated. um like
0: writing yeah and that's what this Maybe show is happening. baby and sometimes it's fine You're look- <clears throat> this is just, this one it is just a little overcomplicated. this episode but i, I will say that the the past two episodes with the two of them i, I have enjoyed like that, the, their dynamic is good and it, it almost felt like these past two were like a two whole episodes worth of foreplay <laughs> for today mm-hmm. and it <laughs> yes. all just burst at the end
1: um Juliet also has the state-of-the-art tra- tracking capabilities on her phone. She's tracking Serena right now <laughs> yeah. as Serena's little face bubble pops up on Juliet's screen. I, I, I don't know how, how this is a thing. Is this part of the Gossip Girl update? Yeah, I guess so. She sees – like it's just her face just floating around <laughs> on the screen. She see Serena, she bumps into her. She asks if she's getting Blair something special for her birthday. And Serena's like, no, no, this is actually for a professor. She's very out in the open about it. And then Juliet's like, oh, that's an awfully <laughs> nice gift for a professor. You must really like his lectures or uh, that's not all you like. And Serena's just like, yeah, I have a small crush on him and I'm getting him gifts. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Juliet wants to know everything. She's like, oh, I've been there before. No judgment, my lips are sealed. And Juliet must be thrilled again that this uh, seemingly perfect sabotage opportunity just happens to fall into her lap before she realizes who the professor is.
0: Isn't yeah, That's what it seems like. But then again, I I thought that she was the one that set him onto her. Like, hey, go get her. That is what go they go would...
1: That is what they let us believe last episode. And then this episode, it seems like they're saying that it was a complete coincidence and Juliet uh, that's had so no confused. idea. <laughs> it makes me hate in, this even more. Which is insane. It's so, so, so insane.
0: So I was like, I, I thought the character was doing a great job at acting surprise. And I was like, yes. Wait, it, like, that makes sense that you said that. They say that now. I'm like, okay. I, I'm I'm back last on board.
1: Last episode, they were like, wow, Colin's in cahoots with Juliet. He's behind this whole thing. What was the point of that cliffhanger then? (laughs) Just to get us talking, and it worked. This episode, they're like, yeah, Juliet and Colin know each other. They're cousins, apparently. But Colin has no idea what's going on. He just happens to also be dating the same person that Juliet is trying to get revenge on.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I was lost in the conversation that they have later on, too, because I was like, ah— I, I just chalked it up to like us still not knowing their whole plan, and somehow, usually in Gossip Girl, things will all come together, even if it was like a six-point plan. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, that's, that's where I was at by the end of the episode. Like, okay, uh, last episode is still canon. But now you're telling me, now I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, I guess they did kind of just erase what happened at the end of last episode. Yeah, again,
1: one episode comes back later, and they're like, you know what, last episode, it happened, but uh, not the way anyone thinks. We're just gonna erase everything and start from scratch here. So confusing. Uh, um, Serena's... Fi- I have.
2: Y- sorry, I have in my notes, yeah. why is Serena just open about fucking her professor? I and, don't and this know. Is, this is my big issue with the episode, is not so much like all the sort of kerfuffle around, like, why the fuck do they want to celebrate their anniversary with their kids or whatever? <laughs> but the real big thing is, like, I... Why... Are we being told this whole episode? Like, no, no, nobody can find out that we're even like maybe kissing, like it Mm -hmm. would be really bad, and we're just waiting. And every time somebody asks her, Serena's like,
1: Well, Serena can't help me. She's like, He's my professor. There's this guy, he's my professor, and I kind of have a thing for him. And I want to know, but we haven't (laughs) had sex yet, we haven't had sex, we're waiting. It's all books, no sex. And Juliet's like, "Listen, I-, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but all guys love sex. So if he's not getting it from you, he's getting it from someone else." And like, that was so funny. Serena, I mean, they're like neighbors, and Serena always sees the girls getting put in the cab, so she would <laughs> yeah. know. And yeah, uh, and and so Juliet, uh, as soon as Serena leaves, Juliet texts Ben, brother Ben, and she says she has her eye on a professor with a winky emoticon. Um, brother, what you what do you think was was gonna happen here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you you got to expect a dick pic back from that right of, of course to.
1: brother ben knows what's going on there
0: and in my version i I saw the next text was it he, he actually was he was texting he already had he saw the three dots already while she was texting him and he was about to send the dick pic anyway and then he says lol perfect timing
1: <laughs> thanks for filling us <laughs> in your version yeah um, Dan and Eric are discussing their plan. I love a Dan and Eric team up here, but still just such a sour taste yeah. from Dan chastising Jenny about this literally last episode and now doing the exact same thing. Uh, I, so the I plan like is that,
0: just like not, not the spirit of yeah,
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. The plan is that they're going to break the truth. They're going to drive a wedge between them, which will bring Chuck back to their side so he can help Jenny. And... Uh, Eric asks, what can they use? You know, his maybe mother, his late father. I love that they're still calling uh, Elizabeth his maybe mother. Like, the show still hasn't decided one way or another if this is canon, <laughs> that it's her, his mom or not. And they never so, really knew. So they say they're going to use Jack Bass, and the plan is to tell Gossip Girl that Blair and Jack had a secret get-together and are planning to do it again this Christmas. Uh, Eric's very impressed, but I feel like there are some holes in this plan. Like, not, the biggest one is, Gossip Girl is just going to pol- false... Post a false report again? I was like, there's no way she's gonna do this. And then Gossip Girl does. After she just rebounded last episode from the false report two episodes ago, she's now gonna post another one. She's like, What? What'd you say? An anonymous tip about Jack Bass? All all right, four I'm gonna and report all. it as truth again.
0: Yeah. Has, has just been giving out this false information and then saying sorry for it over and over again.
1: It's been so bad that Blair and Chuck don't even bat an eye, they're just like, Oh yeah, it's probably just another false report from Gossip yeah. Girl. Right. So then where it then the
2: logic is like, so where are the tr- you know, how do you believe the true reports? You know, like if if Blair sees something where she's like, Serena, how could you? I saw it in Gossip Girl is like, well, she's posted. Follow- it's like Spoiler Girl. It's like the BB <laughs> Twitter Spoiler Girl. It's like, how do we how can we believe you, bitch? I don't care.
0: But then, then there's some I accidental mean, truth to it because Blair had contacted Jack Bass to try and find Chuck. Well, yeah, he so,
1: found where he was. Yeah.
0: But they um, didn't know that Chuck. I mean, um Dan and Eric didn't know this, though.
1: No, they, they they era. did not. That was also a coincidence. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing about Gossip Girl was that she, her big thing was that she hated posting false false reports, and now she's done it three times this season, twice in the last three episodes, and three times this season already. And we're seven episodes into the season. <laughs> it's it's the hey, it's the Gossip stiders. Girl I just want to issue a correction. Yeah, I, that's what she had to do with two episodes ago for posting uh, Serena's STD scandal. Take hey, it yeah. back. She had to, she had to. You have to take it back. Um, so, uh, Dan's gonna run into Chuck, offer his condolences. They suggest the best way to get back at Blair would be to offer Jenny amnesty, and uh, the added bonus would be that Rufus and Lily have a nice anniversary. So uh, Chuck is going to see what Dan's doing. Uh, like to to me, I was like, Chuck's gonna see what Dan's doing from a mile away. This seems so obvious, and that's exactly what happens when we get to it. Um, yeah. But first. Serena surprises Colin with a visit. Uh, lets her in. Tells her he doesn't think it's a good idea for her to be here, and I agree. But it seems much more obvious that Serena is taking up literally 100% of his office hours every day. So, like those four <laughs> other students, so yeah. may- maybe this is a good other option. I, but... I, I don't
0: know. If this, this was the case for you, but in my professor's office hours, you're able to come in. Like I think there's like a few seats, so you can come in like two or three students at a time too. And she. So just you sh- know sh- they're sh-
1: locking the door. when Yeah, she they comes absolutely in. are locking the door. <laughs> They can stare at each other's mouths. I also don't understand.
0: Bagels. <laughs> I don't understand versus why brioche. she can't. Bagels versus Brioche. Why is the deal that she can sleep with him once the semester's over? Like, she's, he's still a professor at the school. You, just yeah, just because no you're longer, not taking his he's class.
1: No her, he's no longer her professor. I don't think As that's people how it works. Gonna be like, people aren't going to catch on to, like, oh, but, like, you were in his class last, literally last week. So, like, this clearly but even so, I think
0: the, I don't think the rule is, like, oh, if you're not taking their class, you could fuck whoever you want.
1: Well, I think as long as they're uh, professor
0: at the school, you probably shouldn't be sleeping with them.
1: Ed dates Rachel Bilson in How I Met Your Mother when he's a professor at her school. Mm. Yeah, and none of this not, is good, not a but child, this, is like though. Exactly, this is exactly 2010's TV, right? Is the,
2: like, oh, I can fuck my professor or whatever on, uh, you on you the TV." You can't fuck and... your
1: professor. You can fuck a professor at your school as long as you're not taking his class.
0: That works. Oh, as God. long as it's in the handbook.
1: Everyone knows that. I'm sure we all fucked our professors in college.
0: <laughs> as soon as we were done taking that class.
1: As soon as we were done with their class. But it was so hard all those office hours. Oh. Oh god, I was always in office hours. It was It was always in the office. So uh, Serena's here to drop off her favorite book, The Beautiful and the Damned. She's like, all right, where is she? And Ben introduces her... Ben, sorry, Colin. Colin introduces... Ben's still in jail. Colin introduces her to Alana, his housekeeper, and seems very amused that Serena was jealous of his housekeeper. And she's like, oh, but I'm going crazy. We talk about bagels versus brioche, but uh, we're, all, we're just thinking about what it's like to have breakfast in bed. And so she calls off office hours because she can't be in a room alone with him. I I think... There is seriously something wrong with Serena.
0: <laughs> I think so too.
1: I think she needs to go to Sex and Love Anonymous. Not, not, you know, I'm not shaming her for her addiction, but like, she has a problem.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, I don't think she even has that much sex all the time. She just wants it badly. But then I remember the summer in Paris. Apparently, she did fuck quite a bit. Yeah, we just yeah, didn't see course.
3: it. <laughs> of course,
2: I, I feel like it's, it's such a weird think it's so funny like the moral panic of like lots of different tv shows because like why were the 2010s so horny
1: i don't know and, like i'm it's... saying
2: moral panic now because everything was so horny when we were teenagers it's like out of control um and i guess my my gripe is like serena just really wants to fuck her professor but also um oh i i She's playing all these games with him. She's like, oh, I was jealous of your maid. Which also is like, (laughs) what a a stupid scene for the writers to include. Because they were like, okay, find us the hottest looking non-white woman you can. She's the maid. Like, wow, kind of offensive for you to assume that I'm fucking her
1: yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I think he's like more, laughing in it, his face is, like she's the housekeeper yeah he's laughing in his face like you think i'd have sex with the maid, the that's, maid. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> that's absurd sorry <absurd.
2: laughs> also have you guys have you guys seen mad men
1: i have not i tried to watch an episode it bored me to tears so i stopped
2: that's sad but for all my mad men <laughs> <heads> <laughs> sorry for <all> the <laughs> mad
1: men heads out there
2: uh you know that this professor colin is played by christina Is he plays like a shitty husband on mad men huh. um and, I mean, I don't know if you if you mind if I spoil a little bit. Oh, no, uh, go for it. The go for it. For Anyone who doesn't is, want Mad, Mad Men spoilers, like, skip ahead. Yeah, so he's like a doctor. Uh oh. and He marries Christina Hendricks, but he then he gets sent to Vietnam and he comes back yeah. and he basically like hates his wife and doesn't care about his kid and like wants to um, wants to go back to Vietnam to help because he doesn't care about living with his wife and kid. And it's like he he sucks so much and he's like an abusive husband. And so I saw his face and I was like, He's handsome. I mm-hmm. hate him. Why do uh, I
1: hate him? And then I figured it out. Like, makes sense. Oh. I'm glad, I'm glad you cl- yeah. cracked the case.
0: I guess he can be uh, a, a a has the character yeah. though.
1: Serena has the opposite reaction when she sees his face. She says, I hate him, but I also want to fuck him. I want to sit on that that face. She's she's handsome. I don't hate him. I actually, the opposite of that. Uh, Serena is like, all right, no more office hours. I'll just see you in six weeks. I I mean, presumably she's still going to go to class, though. and. I was like, yes, of course, six weeks after tonight, because the dean just requested my presence at a party that is taking place at your house. So uh, <laughs> this can only end well. Colin was invited to Blair's birthday party for
0: some reason, <laughs> as
1: is the entire staff of Columbia. And they accept the invitation and go to her birthday There's party. There's a chance that okay.
0: he went to Blair's birthday party and she didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Including, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Including the dean. The dean makes an appearance. <laughs> to another, she just accepting invites left and right. Serena invites her a couple of weeks ago to some random party, and she's like, oh, "I got nothing better to do. I'll, I'll come." <laughs> now Blair's like, "Come to my birthday party." And she's like, "Yeah, sure. This is what I do. I'm the dean. I go to parties every week." Where does Where does um Serena go to college? She goes to – everyone pretty much goes to Columbia now, except for uh, Dan and Vanessa are still at NYU. But uh, Nate, Blair, Serena, and Chuck are all uh, enrolled in Columbia one way or another, as is head minion Penelope, as is new character Juliet, and as is, of course, Colin the professor is uh, professoring there.
2: It's – I mean, that's just so funny that they're all, like, having this petty drama while also, like, you know, feasibly taking, like, what, first-year classes or whatever? like. (laughs) trying to get their like uh what's the word their, the gen um, stuff. their core curriculum yeah, yeah trying to get their gen eds out of the way um why is the party at it's at serena's house
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, I? yeah I, I i don't know I, I ask eleanor she's the one that <laughs> planned it and so, and so and also it's like did columbia ever like Tell we're like, hey, knock it off. Stop having your, your characters go to Columbia because uh, you're, you're making the students at Columbia look like morons.
0: <laughs> they will soon. Like the school just started.
2: It's <laughs> harassing our student body and, like, we need <laughs> you to stop putting that online.
1: Yeah, so uh, Serena immediately calls Blair. Uh, she asks her if she invited the entire Columbia faculty to the party. Uh, and Blair's like, oh, why do you care? You're not coming. And Serena's like, actually, I am, because the anniversary party was canceled, so now I'm coming. And so is Colin. And so that that's the situation we're here now. And this is when... Um, Dan's going to enter Chuck's suite here. He plays it off like he was trying to run into Nate. But, uh, oh, well, I guess Nate's not here. So uh, Dan is already being far too casual with Chuck. Like, there's no reason he would be this cordial with Chuck after seeing
0: him. No, even, like, last episode, we had that that scene where, exactly. yeah, they're just, they're just, like, very snippy with each other. They should be snippy. And Chuck's Chuck right ch- through it.
1: Chuck shoots this down immediately by telling Dan, yeah, Nate's in his room. And he's like, wait, he's, he's not at class? I thought, uh, which is funny because obviously Nate doesn't go to class. Right. So he's been well established. <laughs> no way. And then Chuck's like, you really don't know how to stage a run, do you? <laughs> so, that was like the so one Chuckle
0: had all episode long.
1: It was good. Dan cuts to the point. He's like, listen, I... Uh, Blair betrayed you. You can betray her by getting Jenny back into the city, and then Blair makes her grand entrance. And it's like you're six months too late for that. Uh, Dan's very frazzled. He obviously did not expect to see Blair here, and she's just smiling at Dan. She she's she's like, oh, you really thought that uh, you know, we would be back at war after that obviously fake gossip girl blast. I, I love that the show doesn't even pretend that this is going to work for even a second. Like the show <laughs> knows its characters, and they know that Blair and Chuck are not idiot. So it's it's nice to see them completely thwart Dan instantly.
0: Yeah, I, I thought maybe, maybe there was a chance that, like, Dan was so focused on getting this done that he was going to pull it out and that it just falls apart so quickly.
1: Yeah, and then wh- what is she doing, though? World is still posting this fake blast, which is just unheard of. And so um, I, here, here are the
2: notes I have from this, this scene. LOL, Dan got got. And <laughs> Chuck has a weird, horny photo on the wall of a girl in her underwear.
1: That's, that's, we, that's, that's it like par for the course for chuck
0: yeah yes it looks like kind of like the miley cyrus album cover um but
1: yeah it,
2: i think it's so funny though because it's like so these you know he's supposed to be a scumbag like it's such a funny idea like okay so chuck is a scumbag right and he's a guy who fucks around town but also he's super high class and has a lot of money so it's gonna be a black and white photo of a woman in a lacy set of underwear that's like yeah you get cool he i feel like he's almost too classy for that i know that sounds weird right. like right. he's but so I,
1: indescribably rich absolutely Why yeah. do that? He, he, just, invest. he still he still can't handle he, he still just loves uh you know, lusting after women too much to uh to give that part of him no matter how classy he gets
0: um we also and, quickly before we move on from the scene i just want to point out I, there is a joke of the episode here is when um blair calls jenny gothic barbie very good yeah very, very, very well good. very well descriptive perfect i love it
1: well blair doesn't believe the blast. she actually thinks that jenny is the one behind it uh she also knows that jack wasn't in france he was in chile which uh this is gonna be the first thing where chuck's ah. like yeah how'd you know that and we're, we're gonna come back to that and so this ends up kind of bringing them closer together blair's gonna end up inviting chuck to her birthday party and then she's like yeah and since uh you're gonna be so lonely dan why don't you come too? And so you know that was a nice offer by her.
0: It was nice. She just th- throwing these out left and right, like you said.
1: And so Juliet gets a call. It's Serena. And she's like, "You're wrong about my professor. He is waiting for me, and uh, I know this to be true because the one time I popped in on him, he was with his housekeeper. So I guess that's all the proof she needs."
0: <laughs> he wouldn't fuck a poor person.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean. And he's not fucking anyone else. Like what, when I'm not dropping in on him, this I I dropped in once. He was not he's fucking in anyone. The clear. And so yeah, and so she also tells Juliet she doesn't trust herself to be in a room with him. And uh, Serena has a new confidant. It, it's Juliet now because Blair doesn't approve of the relationship. And maybe Serena should listen to Blair instead of telling everything to a near stranger in <laughs> Juliet.
0: Who <laughs> I, I, it's so hard because it's it, so much has happened in such a short amount of time. But before she let. Juliet into her life wasn't oh, I juliet gonna
1: pull a uh well, serena and say four score and seven years ago
0: <laughs> <laughs> before score um before Juliet g- g- came into her life in a, in a good way before the whole vanessa chronicles yes. um wasn't serena super su- uh, suspicious of Juliet mm-hmm. because it was, it, didn't yes. she like blatantly fuck her over a, a couple times in a short span yes and, and blair i think blair calls her after this later is like why are you talking to her like how are you guys (laughs) friends that that one thing
1: all it took was for juliet to be like vanessa's actually the one that sent that email and now uh, serena hates vanessa and she implicitly trusts juliet
0: right so i mean say what you want
1: about juliet she is great at getting characters to trust her implicitly completely open up everything to her when they shouldn't except for blair like she did it with she did it with nate she did it with vanessa she's doing it with serena like her vanessa i guess is the
0: one outlier where i'm like that one surprised me a little bit but the other two like She's really picking on easy targets here with with Nate and, and Serena.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true, yeah.
2: That's <laughs> Can I tell true. you uh what I wrote in my notes is um Serena would suck at survivor. Absolutely. Serena uh, yeah, yeah, completely. They'd be like Serena, are, are you voting for me tonight? Uh, no. But like, I don't know. They've talked about voting for you. Like she would just yeah. give away every <laughs> plan all the time.
0: It's like when a manic And, and she'd probably try and me. fuck like, Jeff Probst.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my! Like, come on. absolutely I know that we can't, but you know what? <laughs> once well, the 26 after days after are up. Well, after yeah, we'll yeah. be <laughs> fine. Pretty, pretty much. I, I think I think we've really nailed it here. Um, so Juliet uh, needs come to the party as well uh, to be a buffer for Serena and the professor. And she's like, I don't think I'm invited. And she's like, no, you'll be my plus one. I, Serena gets a plus one to Blair's birthday party now. No, I didn't know that it worked that way.
0: Yeah, again, like she wasn't coming, and now she has a plus one.
1: Yeah, and once again, Juliet just has the best uh, of luck with these characters just giving her opportunities to fuck with them.
0: Yeah, right right into her lap. <laughs>
1: um, Dan has finally made it into Nate's room. He asks about the peace treaty, wants to know what's in it. But Nate is taking his job as peace facilitator very seriously, and he's like, hey, listen, I'm not even allowed to see it. There's, there's stuff in there that even me and Serena don't know about. And so uh all dan nate heard all dan heard was that uh nate saw serena and he's like but we agreed no more seeing serena it's like don't worry she's fucking the professor she's not with any, either of us and so he's he, he actually gonna episode.
0: go dan is intolerable yeah this episode
1: yeah dan is something else in, in this episode uh nate actually goes to class for once but as soon as he leaves dan, dan steals the treaty uh i don't know why nate left it lying around he's like this is Top secret. I can't see it. You can't see it. No one can see it. Leave right, it right I'm gonna leave there. It right here. I'm going to leave it right here and go to class. <laughs> like, what, what was he making?
0: He's, he's such a good guy.
1: Even Gossip Girl calls that how thick Nate is.
0: This was one of the worst Gossip Girl quotes of all time. <laughs> I, I had. I, I, the only reason why I know what thick means is because of fucking Harry Potter. They're so lucky I've watched Harry Potter. <laughs> Um what's line really quickly? Where is it? I just had it. Do you have the line? Yeah. I, I didn't write it. turns That's out me. Humphrey's like, a thief and Nate is just thick. Because <laughs> I think it's, 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 it, she goes on and starts like, uh Nate and Humphrey were thick as thieves. It turns out Humphrey's a thief and Nate is just thick. I'm like, that sucks. Honestly,
1: I kind of love it. <laughs> I kind of I I love it. I think <laughs> it was really good now.
0: All right. Yeah, it's kind of good. <laughs>
1: Um, Serena finds Nate on campus. Not only is Nate supposedly going to class, but now he's reading, and, and the book wasn't even upside down.
0: Right, he was making long strides.
1: Very impressive. Yeah. And so Serena asks Nate if he's going to the birthday party, and then tells Nate that Juliet is coming as her date. And it's like, I had a feeling you left me for someone else, but I didn't know it was uh, I didn't know it was you, Serena. And <laughs> Then uh, they laugh at the, at the thought of Serena dating a woman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be funny if I was gay? <laughs> so, uh, Serena fills Nate in on the buffer plan. He's like, listen, if you need a buffer, say uh, t- tell Juliet she's uninvited and I'll just come with you. And she's like, I don't want to make Colin jealous. And it's like, oh, listen, we're just friends. But... Colin doesn't know that and also they're not just friends it's a little more complicated than that they were dating very recently
0: (laughs) and now Nate's like recently single
1: and then to make this more convoluted Nate's like plus it's better to have a guy protect you from another guy and Serena's like yeah that's true as if that's some universal truth like what does that even mean (laughs) no idea (laughs) Juliet can never protect you from another guy I have to like what are are you talking about
0: like what do you think he's gonna do to Serena (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's so it's so confusing um Blair is uh, yelling at her flower arranger. Eleanor just got off the phone with Rufus and Lily. She told them if they can't be with family, they should at least be with friends. Uh, it's just Jenny again. Not not, not anyone. Just Jenny. The rest of the family's here. It's their anniversary. Not a family reunion, but whatever. Uh, so they're going to come to Blair's birthday party now for their big uh, first anniversary celebration. And she's like, we need to do something to celebrate them as well. And I, I mean, I guess there has been some growth for Blair because I cannot believe Blair is sharing her special day with yeah. Rufus and Lily.
0: That is true. That is very nice of her. Yeah, um, I
2: like what in the world I don't know. I think it's so funny that everybody is so preoccupied with this anniversary. Like
1: yeah, yeah. That- everyone is there you know, leaps and bounds to to make sure that Rufus and Lily are having a great anniversary. Lily literally <laughs> yeah. just wants to eat Chinese food or Rufus wants to eat Chinese food. I don't, we don't know what Lily wants, we have never okay, Yeah, I don't know if she likes <laughs> yeah. Chinese food. Who knows? Um so Blair keeps yelling. She yells about the dress, but it turns out Eleanor picked it out, so she's a little upset about that. And she's like, what's going on? And Dorota always has the answer. She tells Blair uh, she isn't fighting with Mr. Chuck, so she's fighting with everyone else. I, I, I get that Chuck Eat is, served as, yeah, the lightning rod for her. I, I guess I guess because we've seen them not be fighting, and, and she hasn't been mean to everyone else. But I guess like Jenny has served as a lightning rod. I think Blair just always needs a lightning rod where she can take all her anger out. And if she doesn't have one, she's just going to yell at everyone. <laughs>
0: Even when she does have that lightning rod, she still kind of acts like this for the most part.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Dan has told Eric his findings. Uh, we still don't know what the big secret is yet, but Eric's reaction here, he seems a little underwhelmed at their big secret. Eric, Eric is the voice of the people. He's reacting to everyone. It's like, oh, that that's it? That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's going to make a couple of calls for a birthday surprise, but Eric is hesitant now, and uh, he tells Dan they want Jenny here for the anniversary, but she fought back last week and nearly lost everything she learned. And then he points out that Dan told her himself and uh, maybe you, they eric. should rest the same Thank again you. eric always the voice of the reason always the voice of reason is, here. is there
0: one writer that writes for eric that's like all these writers are so fucking stupid i'm just gonna write <laughs> someone that makes yeah. sense
1: also not for nothing rufus and lily have already called off the party it's like the day of e- even if they get jenny here last minute are they gonna be able to plan an anniversary party in like an hour
0: i guess not, I think, now i
1: think we're also missing the like big point of like I, I have come back
2: to my hometown and nobody has noticed. You know, like right. Jenny could well, feasibly You're not Jenny Humphrey, a, I'm sorry to tell you.
0: You're not she got to could take
2: a train down and just end up in the
1: apartment in Brooklyn because none of them live in Brooklyn, right? And just I, like
3: yeah.
1: fine. Well, by the time she got no by the time she got off the train, Gossip would be like, Uh oh, little Jay back in Brooklyn. Well that's,
0: that's a good point like she she's allowed in Brooklyn. She's just not allowed in Manhattan.
1: that is correct yes so um, she can't get to grand central station she's cutting off her access (laughs) yeah
0: oh yeah
1: so um dan says that they should still go through with it because you know basically just because blair and chuck suck and uh they're doing it for jenny and eric's like listen we tried it didn't work and for that reason i'm out and he hopes dan is out too but uh, as soon as if Dan is going to make that call to Rita, and he tells her that uh, he's Rufus Humphrey's son, he's, he's very good friends with the birthday girl tonight, and uh, he was hoping he could get her help. Uh, he asks if uh, she still works at Interscope. I, I I don't remember who this Rita is, if we're even supposed to remember, but it's just some random person named Rita who's going to be the one that presents this video.
0: Yeah, they, they pr- portray this like we're supposed to be like, oh, shit, Rita, no way. <laughs> like yeah,
1: Exactly. All right, I'm, I'm just going to wait and, and see what happens here speaking of random people we have a ton more cameos here we have z and zo have a scene where they talk to each other about how how good they look i did did you guys know who any of these who z or zo were you don't know who no. rachel's are? oh my god i, oh my I, god.
0: I, I clocked these as Rachel like potential Zoe. cameos sounds like that's all i know
1: yeah
2: obviously do you know um, uh, Canada's Drag Race co-host, Brad Gorski? I don't. One uh, of the the gays of WeHo? Whatever. He was her uh. assistant for a long time. Rachel Zoe had like a, a reality show on Bravo. She's like a celebrity designer and uh, stylist. Very famous, very frail uh sure. lagante portrayed her in the season six Nash game no not coming Oh, okay all right now
1: now we're talking okay every it time i have cameos have-
0: like this i'm like why do they have all these people in fashion list shows i don't know who they are I'm like oh yeah i guess this show's not for me not supposed to be for me <laughs> yeah.
1: that's kind of the thing of the show like <laughs> right I mean, Godzilla really is just donating some of their budget every single week to see what cameo they can get in an episode. I feel like yeah. it's gotten out of control. This I, think, season. I think I
0: just want more Trumps on the show because at least I can recognize them. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naomi,
1: you missed the big Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner cameo last week.
2: Oh my god! I heard Carly Kloss was on earlier.
1: Yes, in the premiere. Yeah.
2: Sister-in-law of Ivanka and Jared, Carly Kloss?
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. So, uh yeah, just uh, dinner
2: with the Kushner's. You, so, you don't know this moment. There was a moment on Project Runway where um, one designer was kind of getting chewed out for his outfit, and Carly Klaus was like, I wouldn't wear that. And he just goes, Not even for dinner with the Kushners. And I was like, Ooh, bitch. This is a fight. <laughs> fight. <laughs> Got him. <laughs>
1: um, Blair's making the round, saying hello to everyone. She finds Dean Ruther. Thanks her for coming. And uh, then she's going to tell her, You know, I. Name drops the Dean's paper on Planned Parenthood v. Casey. And of course she read it because everyone who cares about the right to choose should. There is no limit. She can go from sucking up to someone who stands the NRA one week to praising someone's <laughs> paper on the right to choose the next do. week. Whatever yeah.
0: she's got to do. She, she should really be in politics. She really
1: should. So She impresses the Dean. She wants to set up – Dean wants to set up a lunch with Blair uh, to get to know her better. And uh, Blair's minion comes and tells her the last person that Dean took to lunch became the CEO of Pepsi. Is that where Blair's headed? To become the CEO of Pepsi?
0: Maybe. I also I kind of All assumed right. that the CEO of Pepsi would be someone who started Pepsi not someone like I didn't think someone would go to college and then like take over this big corporation I don't know I don't know how well, maybe I don't know how business works what
1: happened? yeah no that's what happened sorry
0: <laughs> okay maybe I could be in CEO of Disney of Disney. <laughs> Disney okay <laughs> I don't know why I said first I said Disney <laughs> I need to go to bed I think
1: you're I think you're creating your own company here <laughs> But that was,
0: right, we'll just, let's just move on. We, we have to get out of here.
1: All right. All right. Rufus and Lily are here. Rufus is already complaining that he was happy with eating Chinese food out of the carton. This is all very Upper East Side. And Lily's like, yeah, I know you think you're rock and roll, but you're wearing a $2,000 jacket, which she got, got him. him. She, and you also can't blame her for fucking wanting to do something on her anniversary. Like
0: This is almost enough for me to give Lily an MVP here.
1: I love Eleanor comes over and is singing happy birthday, like, oh no, happy anniversary, like she's on drugs, and then tells Rufus he has a a gorgeous laser. I feel like Eleanor does not like or respect Rufus still.
0: I don't think she does, and she shouldn't. So this is why I also (laughs) almost gave Eleanor MVP for this moment as well.
1: Yes, so... Colin and Juliet arrive. Uh, Juliet did not come with Serena, but still found a way in. She came with Colin, but uh, they split up right away, so as not to be seen together. But Nate does see this happen because not because he's hiding or standing behind a wall or something, but because he's standing against the wall directly across from them, and somehow neither of them noticed him, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. staring right at them in plain sight.
0: <laughs> Is he even talking to anyone? Just no, kind of he was standing just standing there, standing there yeah.
1: staring at, at the door. <laughs> so, um, Dorita tells Nate uh, that the guy is here. He needs to distract her. And uh, wouldn't it be weird just going to the same college parties as your professors? Extremely weird. Such a strange dynamic that they go to these events with their professors and deans.
0: At someone's house, too. Not even like a a public place. Just like one of the students' homes.
1: Very strange. Weird. Um, So they start laughing uh, at Nate's lit professor's pants. They run into Dan. Uh, they didn't know he was coming, and Dan's like, "Yeah, hey, it was a last-minute thing." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you guys would be coming together." He is so it's, jealous of them all of a sudden.
0: Th- this is what infuri- infuriated me most about Dan today it was it was this scene in particular. Like, what you guys are still doing this this side plot of being jealous of Serena. Like, can we get over this now? I, I, we've been doing this for way too long. And really not, Dan. Just, just please stop. It's, it's not what this is about right now. And you guys, yeah. you're gonna. I don't. I don't want this to get between the two of them.
1: Nate tries to tell him they're not together, but Dan's like, I'm going to go hit the cheese table. And I, I think it, he, like, literally means he's going to go to the cheese table and just, like, beat the shit out yeah, of him.
0: Yeah, it probably is. And, <laughs> I, and I do I do believe that this is, like, genuinely just, like, a friendly thing by Nate. Even if it makes no sense that he's doing this yeah. for her, I think he is – he's not trying to like, slide in there.
1: Agreed. I, I completely agree. Uh, Juliet sees them together, too, and uh, Serena's like, oh, you know, I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Nate, uh, take a hike. I'm going to talk to Juliet. And then as soon as he leaves, Juliet's like, Nate left you alone. How am I supposed to give you backup if I don't know what the guy looks like? So uh, she wants to know what he looks like. And, and why does she need
0: to uh, – well, she knows exactly who it is. Like what? what is the no, – Oh, she doesn't. Uh, she still doesn't know?
1: No, she still does not know who the professor is that Serena's dating.
0: Because I thought when she said the winky face, it was like – no oh, i'm still so lost she,
1: she's excited oh. that serena is dating a professor just a professor new at this point okay yes because they have new ammo to like take her down with she did not know that the professor was cousin right because oh, yeah, oh, then boy. they have this conversation where they quite, we, have, yeah. we, have, we have brother ben cousin colin
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah, we'll get to it'll, it'll be explained in a minute when they have the argument yeah. in the kitchen
1: yes so um so uh, <laughs> I like when they're talking. Uh, Juliet and Serena are talking to each other, and Eleanor comes over and does her patented move. She just goes to Juliet and says, "You." And she remembers that Juliet did such a wonderful job with the caterers yes. at Eleanor's last event, so she tells her to come with her. Like, it wouldn't be a Waldorf party without Eleanor putting some of the guests to work.
0: We love this. That movie. was great. She does a sedan all so the It was so funny,
1: also,
2: because it was like, Juliet, you suck. Get in the kitchen. Like,
1: <laughs> yes. get out of here. And so. Blair comes over, Serena starts to talk about Colin, but Blair's like, my ears don't even register that name. Uh, but Serena just keeps going. She says they're trying to stay away from each other, which is why she brought Nate as a buffer. And uh, she tells Blair that since she won't help her, she had to go to Juliet for advice. And Blair reminds Serena that Juliet is not her friend. But uh, Serena's like, actually, she's proven to be a really good friend since she saved me from that Vanessa takedown. And Blair just, like, can't even take what she's hearing anymore, so she, uh, so she just leaves.
0: <laughs> That's a good move.
1: And leaves Serena and Colin to stare so, longingly you know, at each other from across this, no. the room. I,
0: I can't keep yeah. trying to save you.
1: Yeah. I'm done. I, I can't do this. Um, it's my birthday. Um, Dan runs into a uh, daddy hump and mommy hump, and Rufus asks what he's doing here, and Dan asks him the same thing, and Eric tells him that Eleanor convinced him to come to celebrate amongst friends, and uh, Blair... Uh, I guess let it happen and so uh, dan doesn't like this because obviously he does not want his dad to see uh, whatever it is he's going to do tonight and he tells rufus and lily they can't stay here it'll be bad luck they have to celebrate on paper plates as planned and lily's so charmed at how superstitious dan is yeah, <laughs> she hilarious. Does like, that.
2: like your marriage might not work out if you don't even off a paper plate like oh, also dan. that's not really what the vibe is like it's not the idea is the gift it, it's yeah. not like that <laughs> What? you have to do no, everything
1: like, surrounded by paper eventually
2: it becomes like diamond and stuff and it's like so you have to eat off diamond plates like no <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Idea is that the gift is centered around it's so stupid I, like that's just that's just to me like a bunch of straight men who are unmarried like un, not understanding what yeah. the gift you know right
0: like, i also like how about. lily is probably superstitious because that means she's probably a baseball fan and i would love to take lily to a baseball <laughs> game sometime.
1: <laughs> that's a stretch it's a, it's a famous baseball pleading. thing not a seventh inning stretch, as you
2: would see. <laughs> yeah, do you think <laughs> do you think that they've ever considered going to a Yankee game or going to the Bronx? Like, do they, the would they would we'll never have set episode? put in the Bronx. I think we'll have an episode where the
1: Humphreys and Vanderwoodsons go to a baseball game. <laughs> like flushing queens, they would never <laughs> Never. No. Rufus finally caught on that his plan for their anniversary was super depressing, so they they made it out and dan is eric why he didn't warn him and eric's like oh because obviously you're not going through with it and dan's like uh about that um i did go through with it and i at this point i did not remember for the life of me what dan's grand plan was and i i thought it was going to be uh either very insane or very underwhelming and
0: uh, <laughs> it <was> very underwhelming
1: <laughs> yeah a little underwhelming even here, like down it, to it the moment direction.
0: where like right before it happens i think it's gonna be crazy too like because they, they the girls are mentioned like oh it's the sex tape or whatever like are they about to, right, like, to right. show a sex tape to this party? And that would have been insane. <laughs> if it wasn't going to be my Jack Bass thing, that would have been another good option.
1: Yes. And so uh, Chuck arrives. He still just can't shake it. how Blair knew where Jack was. So he asks her yet again. And Blair's like, oh, I must've read it online. And he's like, Oh, that's strange because last I heard he was off the grid. And Blair's Blair. <laughs> the best part of this scene is Blair walks away and just steals a fan from some lady who was using it. What a legend <laughs> legend. Um, Serena meets someone named Cynthia. Seems like yet another cameo. Uh, but this seat, scene is great because when Cynthia leaves, Nate gives the driest, coldest "nice to meet you" I've ever heard.
0: Like <laughs> you
1: can tell that Nate is already second guessing his decision to be uh, to be Serena's plus one tonight.
0: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he would I have been here in some way anyway.
1: Gotta talk but to
2: but Cynthia can I ask? Now? Like, when was the last time that like Nate and Serena drama was
0: like really potent? Pretty recently, um, I'd say, honestly. He dated
1: I... up until the end of the third episode, or third episode, third season, and then uh, the beginning of this season was like, uh, who's she going to choose between Dan and Nate? And then it turned out that Dan and Nate had already both moved on. Yeah, see, so uh, even if recently it was
0: people. like, this girl Juliet, that he was Neither, dated.
1: my professor!
2: Yeah, exactly. the power of love?
0: Yeah, he, so was, he was mad at Nate... her for the first few episodes, too.
1: Yeah, um... So Serena's getting distracted because Colin's flirting with someone, so Nate has Serena recite the Gettysburg Address to distract herself. This is so weird,
0: too. It
1: was so weird. She does it in, like, the weirdest, flirtiest way possible, and Nate's like, oh, don't flare your nostrils at me. And both of these characters are just incapable of, like, not flirting, and Nate's, like, coaching her through it, and at one point, Serena grabs his face and, like... What was going this, on? This, in this is also scene? out
0: of place. I was so so confused. I, I didn't know that. Four score. know this ago. Horned her up so much. Or
1: forefathers. Like what is happening <laughs> here? Please make this
0: stop. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable.
1: So Nate leaves Serena in the company of Rufus and Lily. He's like, all right, you're in good company now. I can I can uh, go wherever. But he doesn't, like, fill in Rufus and Lily, like, what their job is supposed to be. So he, <laughs> he can't blame them for letting her out of their sight.
0: Right. I guess he can. Um, I was supposed to say, like, uh, your daughter wants to go fuck that guy over there. So just <laughs> yeah. keep her in your sight.
1: Uh, so Nate goes to talk to Colin. And he asks, he's like, so are you Ben? And he's like, what? What? listen i i I saw juliet talking to you i figured if you're the guy she left me for then your name must be ben it's a bold move just going up to someone and accusing them of being named ben
0: and then like once he says no he's like all right my bad
1: (laughs) my mistake my my mistake as you were as you were (laughs) you still saw them coming together like regardless if his name is ben or not like why does that change
3: also
2: like such a funny like you look like a ben what's up what's your name like you could have asked him his name but instead he was like what are you ben you, Ben?
0: You, Ben?
1: My mistake, sir. as you were.
0: So,
1: <laughs> uh, Serena receives a note. Uh, Lily. During this scene, Lily and Rufus's little ad-libbed asides are becoming my favorite tradition. While Serena's reading her note, we, we just hear Rufus saying, paper plates are bad for the environment. And Lily's like, oh, come on. It's not going to kill anyone if we use paper plates for one day. And then uh, they're, <laughs> they're like, they're arguing about it. And uh, as Serena gets the note that says, meet upstairs in five, uh, signed C. And so Lily's like, when did, when, when's the last time we even use a paper plate? And uh, Serena leaves to go upstairs. You have to love and her. I mean, so, I uh, if you're
0: not going to use Lily for a, a main plot, you, you got to give her these little silly lines.
1: I think they used Lily and Rufus perfectly yeah, in this they, episode they again. And so, uh, again, not, not Rufus and Lily's fault that Serena is going to go off and meet up with Colin. Nate's fault for leaving her alone. He had one job. He had one job to be her buffer. And he leaves to go say that Colin is named Ben. <laughs> and, <that's... laughs> and then goes God knows where after that. He yeah, I guess his, he uh, had his own agenda in coming here. And then, speaking of Nate, Blair wants to get a drink with him in the kitchen. Out of nowhere. Like, Blair and Nate have not been talking to each other all night. They they go, let's get a drink. And then they have to explain why they're not going to the bar. And Blair's like, oh, because the good stuff is in the kitchen. They go to the kitchen as Colin, Colin is bringing Juliet in the kitchen. And he, like, loudly asks Juliet if she's been uh, seeing Ben. Uh, clearly, clearly, he did not know about this. He's like, how many times do I have to tell you, Juliet? You can't date your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Uh, we agreed that you would stop trying to date your brother in prison.
0: At least they kept this plot line going, where, like, the the, the weird brother-sister tension.
2: Yes. Also, isn't it so funny that, like, you can invite your entire faculty at college and be 20 years old and, like, be drinking in front of them? Like, it would be more plausible to say, like, oh, I don't want my professors to see me drinking. Let's go to the kitchen.
1: Right, yeah, that makes sense. But no, the good stuff's in the kitchen. And so Blair opens the door. She and Nate see Colin yelling at Juliet and then walking away. Uh, Again, very convenient that they randomly decide to get a drink in the kitchen together so they can both see this and have a conversation about it. Like, why are Blair and Nate getting a drink together at all, (laughs) let alone that they have to go to the kitchen with this stupid excuse? And so Nate's like, okay, so this is the guy Juliet left me for. He just lied to my face. And Blair's like, oh, wait, Juliet's dating him too? So is Serena. (laughs) And so... she knew Juliet was evil, and now she has to go warn Serena about this.
0: So they've got it all wrong, oh. but at least they have yeah. uh, more, more of an idea of, of what's going right, on. Right, but they know together. incest has to
1: be involved at, at, yes, at, in, in some, some, some way. Some capacity. Juliet's now dating her brother and her hot brother and her, uh, and her cousin.
0: I mean, you would think that Juliet would kind of figure it out that it's Colin just by, like, hmm, who would Serena be dating? If she, Serena's dating a professor, right? right? She would only be dating a hot guy, and who's hot? <laughs> oh, my cousin's really hot. It's probably him. She, she knows all of her, yeah. her family members are very attractive, so I think she right. be able to- My cousin that would
1: have a tough time in prison, so it must be him, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nate confronts Juliet, and uh, he still doesn't understand why she won't just tell him that he, she left him for that guy, and uh, Juliet tries to leave, but Nate's like, no, 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 not until you tell me what's going on, and so Juliet tells Nate that Colin is her cousin, which, what a family tree we have here, and uh, the reason people can't know is because he's a teacher and she's a student, which- I. I don't know. Are, is that not allowed? Students, are, students aren't allowed to have cousins as part of the faculty? She's not in no. his class.
0: Does you, uh, it be top secret?
1: <laughs> this is
0: one of the stupidest things I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> and so, and so Nate tells Juliet that Serena's dating him, and it really seems like she did not know this. And, like, Brendan, were you believing this? Like, it's just a coincidence that Colin is part of the Juliet nonsense and also happens to be dating Serena, and that's not connected at all?
0: no i i i was so confused i i was, it's absurd i felt so bad like honestly so nicole didn't watch the episode previously and i think that benefited her a little bit i think watching the one yeah. before this one made it more confusing
1: <laughs> yeah exactly because the, the two like conflict each other like contradict each other so much um Maraud is giving a speech she's so proud of so blair cute. uh tells her she deserves 20 tiaras uh you know it's so much heart and style and grace love it uh, Dorota wishes her happy birthday. Everyone collapsed. and but then this girl Rita's here, and I, again, don't know if we're supposed to know her or not. But she's like, "It's me, Rita. Here we go, special toast I heard this for the was birthday girl." Roast. This or should I done. say roast?
2: <laughs> yeah, it felt like it's like I'm about to start rapping.
1: Here we go, like that's <laughs> it. And then inexplicably, Swedish pop singer, songwriter, and record producer Robin gets brought out. Like, totally <laughs> about a random cameo. Robin. Talk about random cameos, but at least I knew who this is right. this time. Like Eleanor doesn't though, so Blair tells her, "Robin, she's an incredible musician."
0: Which I <laughs> love her. So Nicole's talking about this also. um Not to bring up *Fiance* of the pod twice in one episode, but she was in one minute. In one minute, uh she was talking about how she feels like Robin was having a a essence at this time because she was definitely wasn't she like '90s popular, and then out of nowhere she oh, was yeah. having this a moment the... in 2010 or so because she was, went on tour with Katy Perry in, in 2011.
1: Yes, yeah, so this was the big release of the album in 2010 with uh, Dancing On My Own is is on it, and that's a huge hit, obviously. So, this, yeah, this was definitely the, the renaissance.
0: Okay, good. Just wanted to uh, good. put yeah. that in there. Uh,
1: the
2: single, Dancing On My Own, was a hit in June 1st, 2010.
0: Huh. Yes, yeah, um, no. I, I thought it was such an older song. I thought that was the song that was much older. I didn't know she was uh, that current.
1: Oh, no, yeah. This is... Uh, I, was, I was also surprised that it was it's a it's a song of the twenty twins. 20 twins. Twenty tens, just last decade. Speak baby talk to me. <laughs> twenty 20, 20, 20. So, I, I, It makes no sense so... that go on. I was just gonna I, say it makes no sense that Robin comes to this party as well. Well,
2: it's funny because it's not even like, oh, we and and honey, for your birthday party, we booked the entertainment of Robin. No. But instead, because you hear Dan call Inter- his friend at Interscope Records earlier. And yeah, uh, guys, Robin is an Interscope Record artist at this
1: point That makes in time. sense, yes.
2: Right. But she has the roast of showing the... She's like, oh, this happened in Sweden. And it's like, wait, yep. okay, so did Robin call her friend at the club and say, send me the
1: video of Blair? It makes makes no sense. Apparently what happened is Blair is backstage at one of Robin's shows singing karaoke uh, to Stand By Your Man. And Robin is the one that had this DVD of it. Well, I, I don't know why she has. it. <laughs> and Robin is like, "Yeah, let me embarrass Blair." <laughs> like, like, you need, like, You never know when you are going to need. like, "You never know when you are going to need Blair Waldorf, uh, blackmail." blackmail. <laughs> so she's yeah. Robin, recording artist. Robin has kept this Blair DVD with her, and, right. I, I, and really, as soon as
0: Robin comes in, that's why Blair is scared. She's like, "Oh no, she's the one with the video." <laughs> yeah.
1: Robin, and no. Like, and, it, and it's not like, and it's not like she can just give the DVD to. Rita to bring because there's no why does Rita have to come like Rita can just take the DVD bring it in herself but no but Robin still performs too she doesn't just show the video she also sings her song Robin has to come with the DVD with Rita to, (laughs) to, to, to embarrass Blair at her birthday party and then she's like while I'm here, might as well sing a song I Might as well promote myself. Off. What the fuck is going on? Like, this will be good publicity for me. I'll just sing at Blair also, Waldorf's 20th birthday party. What the fuck is happening? It's not a roast. It's not a roast. It's, it's not a roast to just show an embarrassing video. And that is that is what it is. We've been talking around it, but that is what it is. Rita shows the video as, as Robin is singing Hang Hang with me. <laughs> I forget, is
0: she singing over the video? No, 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 right, it, okay. we're
2: seeing the video, and then I think it's, like, intercut with, like, Blair being like, fuck, this is the worst day of my life. And, and, then, and then Robin's yeah, like, she's... time
3: for a song.
2: <laughs> I would say delivering a pretty good rendition of Stand By Your Man, and also yeah. like
1: very cute and affable yeah. and, like, fun it's... in it. This makes Blair way more likable. Oh, yeah! Why is she so embarrassed? It's like she's drunkenly singing Stand By Your Man. It's a very cute video.
0: Very cute video.
1: She does a good job, like, the like big, she's the like worst a little thing. country star. Yeah. This is like the worst thing imaginable for her for some reason. She starts pushing people out of the way. She pushes a cater waiter into uh, um, uh, Rachel Zoe, as, as uh, I've now been pointed out that that is who this woman was, who falls over. And then she's like, I'm all right. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. And Then she goes to get up, but grabs, like, a bowl of chocolate sauce, and it all spills so, out onto her head.
0: This is so cartoonishly stupid. This, I hate it so much. I was just so going to say that
1: this show has turned into a cartoon. <laughs> what the fuck are we watching?
2: But that's, that's the power of Gossip Girl, though, right? Is that, like, Rachel Zoe, a very, very famous, like... Does stylist this, yeah. of, the, of the 2010s is like, yeah, I'll go in Gossip Girl and cover myself in chocolate. It's, sure, it's whatever. so
0: bad yeah, that like the, just the fact that like the joke is, look who we covered in chocolate. Isn't this crazy, guys? And like zoom in on her. Like the, it, it was so so embarrassing. This, this then, is not the show. She, this is not the version of the show that I like.
1: And then her reaction is, I. I. is this her catchphrase or something because Must it seemed be. like a weird reaction to whatever just uh, I think I die yeah I think that's I think that's one
2: of her catchphrases
1: okay great that makes more sense than her just randomly saying that and then uh, also Tom very on the video, to have something it. like that happen to somebody yeah. then like
0: alright say your catchphrase and say now. catchphrase yeah,
1: yeah we're, we're watching fucking family matters all of a sudden where <laughs> yeah, Urkel's seriously. like did I do that <laughs> it
0: might as well have been that <laughs>
1: So, and this is when Robin starts singing at Ed Blair's party. Uh, her performance of "Hang with Me," another great song by Robin. I, I I love this whole album. I got I got into this album a couple of years ago, and oh, I nice. would listening to it on my runs. It, it's a very good one.
0: Okay, I know the singles off it. Did know I the whole thing. Um,
2: did a quarantine lip sync uh, to "Dancing on My Own." I was in an org. And uh, you had to lip sync <laughs> for your life. And so I got on the roof of my apartment building at the time. And um, my uh, my uh, drag queen name was S- Sersha L. Distancing. Oh, um, nice. That's nice. And uh,
1: I think I, actually I think I won the challenge. So I'm pretty proud oh, of this. Oh, humble brag here. Congratulations. A belated break. congratulations Very on winning. Yeah. And so uh, I, had I, had a, I had a blonde wig and a, a, a Winners at War survivor buff to keep it in place. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Blair asked Rita how she could bring the video here. And she's like, "Um, I got a call. He said it was a roast. And Blair's like, oh, this must have been the work of uh, Charles Bartholomew Bess. So uh, maybe Dan is getting one over on Blair after all, which is a total blindside to me. And while uh, that's happening. Serena and Colin are here. They both accuse each other of trying to make one another jealous. It leads colin to say uh he doesn't think he can make it six weeks which i, I thought we already had this conversation but whatever <laughs> and uh serena's like maybe it's so hard because that's not what we should be doing uh, what a convenient conclusion for serena wow. to come to yeah no maybe it's so hard because you're both fucking idiots like i <laughs> like... <laughs> and colin's in complete agreement and Serena serena really wants this but not here they have to go somewhere else and so uh, robin's still singing a great performance of course and blair marches up to chuck and tells him You know, he knows how ashamed she is of the video. How did, like, why would he do this? Um, And so, Chuck is like, what are you talking about? Like, this wasn't me. And so... Uh, Blair cuts him off and it's like, it's cause, is it because you, I, I knew where Jack was? It, it's only because I found out cause I was just dis- desperate for news of you. And Chuck changes his tune. And he's like, Oh, you were. And it turns out that, uh, Blair was looking for Chuck news all summer, even though she claimed she wasn't. And she hired a private investigator, but could only find Jack because, uh, I guess her private investigator was no Andrew Tyler.
0: I guess not. It just looks yeah. for a guy named Bass.
1: And so Blair won't listen to Chuck. She's like, you're lying to my face. And, uh, He's like, listen. She says, even if Nate and Serena peeked at the treaty, you're the only one with motive. And that's when Dan he says, grand
0: reveal. <laughs> I guess he was
1: somehow, I guess he was somehow listening to the conversation from across the room. And he's just like, actually, there actually. was someone else.
0: <laughs> so, so this is really stupid because as soon as Dan reveals this, well, it doesn't work anymore. Because it wasn't the point to drive a wedge between the two of them. Like, <laughs> if you if she still believes that Chuck does it, then she's mad at Chuck. But now that she knows Dan did it, like, oh, so I'm not mad at Chuck anymore. So we're gonna keep. Teaming up against I didn't Jenny. Even,
1: I, I didn't even think of that. I it's so I guess stupid. It was just the the uh, thought of Dan just having getting to have his moment was too much for me. I had to come forward. That's it he's like, That's...
0: Actually, <laughs> like, oh, it was you. Okay, then we don't care.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, they're like oh, okay. Yeah, so he just comes forward. and He's like, they can't believe it. He's like, my sister doesn't feel safe to live in her own house or be with her parents. Like, this, their this speech right now that
0: you're saying could just be what he said to them instead of like showing the video at all. Just just go. Yell at them! You're just yelling at them right now. Just go yell.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't do the video thing. Well,
1: that's why, Yeah. Nate's like, this isn't about Jenny. It's about you getting revenge. And I uh, well, he's really revenge. Been... <laughs> he embarrassed Blair. He did embarrass. I guess Blair. he embarrassed. You have her. to give him that. Yeah. But he wants to
0: do it in secret, and, and he didn't. He he gave that up.
1: Yeah. And he's really been using Jenny as the convenient excuse for all of this. And uh, Nate's upset that Dan went behind his back. Uh, Dan tells everyone he's not sorry, and Ruth is like, yeah. I'm the one who's
0: sorry. <laughs> you become one of them. Another Family Matters moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anniversary ruined. And so uh, <laughs> Chuck tells Blair, he's like, we had a treaty. And he walks away as well. Uh, Dan looks stunned. And uh, yeah, that, that's our big climax, pretty much, of the episode. Horrible. Uh,
0: horrible. Embarrassing. Um,
1: Juliet calls Ben. Uh, she tells him they have a problem because the professor that Serena is dating is Colin, as in their cousin Colin. Okay, so. Colin actually is her cousin. Based on this conversation, Colin actually is her cousin and she didn't know that Serena was dating him. So what the hell is this plan and who was even in on it? Clearly not Colin. We don't,
0: he's not in on... We, we thought he was this last episode. Now we know he's, not. Gotcha. Uh, he's I, not. I guess it's just Juliet and Ben then. Easy. And the plan so is ben less less plan. uh, like planned out than we thought. I think it's, now it's kind of just like go with the flow oh cool we found some some dirt on Serena I thought they were like kind of gonna trap her in something but now they're just hoping that she fucks up so they can catch her in it honestly
1: yeah I feel bad for the writer of last episode this is like when Ryan Johnson came in and made a great movie Star Wars movie with uh, The Last Jedi mm. and then J.J. Abrams came back for the next one and just fucked everything up this is exactly <laughs> what is happening with Gossip started Girl started yeah.
3: on
2: episode eight versus episode nine I mean you're really pinching a nerve right here because <laughs> Ryan Johnson did so much for us and then okay uh, threw it in his
0: face yeah it, I know like know all it, three it, new uh, movies I think they're fine
2: What? Brendan
1: you're crazy you're
2: <laughs> they're all, all fun is to watch. such a hot piece of ass i've I've never seen and I say that in a bad way not in a good way like some people are a hot piece of ass but yeah, not exactly. a hot piece of ass <laughs> juice or something I don't know yeah, it's, yeah, oh terrible. Yeah. it's it's, no, it's really fun they're
0: really fun to look great. at i don't know they, I think they look awesome it's just it's just a uh, it's just a stupid movie.
1: They, they go, go look at a about... screensaver, Brendan. What do you mean? Like <laughs> same could be said about Gossip Girl. They're really fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Even though this writer is ruining what happened in the last episode, but <laughs> yeah. so Ben's like, "What's the problem?" And Julia says that Colin has no idea what they're even doing. So this really is just an insane coincidence. And she's like, "I'm gonna lose everything." But whoa, hey, don't don't tell Ben about losing everything because he's very protective over that title. Of he he's the only one that can have lost everything. So Juliet says uh, that she needs Colin because Colin pays for her school and her rent. And Ben doesn't care. He needs Serena to get caught with the professor no matter who he is. So Juliet once again says that Colin doesn't know. And it looks like uh, she's going to reveal more. She's like, he doesn't know that she's the one responsible for all. But before uh, she can say more, of course, Ben cuts her off. And he tells Juliet this is the only way to make things right and have their family move on. Get the proof and get Serena expelled. Brendan, once again, what is going on?
0: It, it, that is such a simple plan. It, it, oh, good band, by the way. Oh. Uh, uh, and like. I do anything. <laughs> are you trying to shuffle him to see which song trying, you're going to start singing. Yeah, I was trying singing. to think what song what song I should do. <laughs> oh, here we go. Finally, he said it.
1: Uh, 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 I'm just a kid
3: and life life is
0: night, a night. Night. I thought you were going to go. Uh, I will say do?
2: they have a great song called My Christmas Wish, um, which is like, I guess like their MTV Christmas song that I used to listen to like consistently. And I have no idea why. But yeah, Scooby-Doo. What's new, Scooby-Doo? So yeah, so, so the, the plan do? has become
0: so simple when they have been dropping these, like we've been saying, these breadcrumbs for this elaborate scheme. And now right. it's just like, we need to get her expelled and catch her in some sort of heinous act. Like Yeah, the writer all?
1: for this one was like, wait, what happened last episode? No, that's too confusing for me. Right, let's just go back to, uh, she's going to fuck someone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: which i guess works
1: yeah so eleanor gives blair a dvd uh robin swore it was the only copy of blair singing that so robin <laughs> just hands it over and hands, like i don't know why she was keeping it and now she just hands it over to eleanor i i don't get what's happening but Blair is still down in the dumps because everyone already saw the video you know everyone from dean reuther to uh madeline albright and uh she she's finished at only 20 eleanor uh Eleanor tells Blair that she's crazy, crazy, and that a good party gives people what they don't expect, and uh, this party certainly did that. So, uh, apparently, it was uh, you know, you know, having uh, Rachel Zoe dipped in chocolate sauce is uh, is what the people wanted to see. So, <laughs> I guess uh, so. <laughs> Eleanor asks what else is wrong, and Blair just wants to be a powerful woman, but whenever Chuck is around, she feels like a weak little girl, and Eleanor does some mothering here and tells yeah. Blair, you know, about how she shut herself off for a long time when her father left, uh, but then she met Cyrus, and Cyrus told her that sometimes you just have to allow yourself to be weak in order to grow stronger, and she gives some more good advice to Blair about not having to lose the girl to become the woman, and she goes off to bed. A, a really good scene for Eleanor here. Cool.
0: It is. She, she's, been, she's been great in the past few seasons. Absolutely
1: absolutely uh, couldn't agree more uh, rufus and lily are home lily's like thank god it was just a karaoke video and no one got hurt but rufus is like i've never seen dan like that
0: like <laughs> <laughs> Relax, buddy. i've never seen dan like that he was he was a monster and, and i guess at the end of the day like what he, maybe what he's trying to say is like dan went out of his way to embarrass someone which is not a good look so that, that's fair. But it's still very dramatic by Rufus, though.
1: It's like, I just pray that I haven't lost both of my kids to the Upper East Side. Yeah. And Lily's like, that's a little harsh. And then they turn on the lights, and the room is all decorated with paper. As, it's like adversary. as he like
0: was having a party in his his home that's on the Upper East Side. That he like he lives this lavish lifestyle, and again, like has that two thousand dollar jacket. It's like I hate this place so much. It's like you fucking live here and you love it. And shut up.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so Rufus is like. Uh, you know, the, Lily's like, Eric, was this you? And he's no, you know, I helped it. It was all Dan. And then Rufus is like, well, since Dan did something for me, maybe he's good after all. Which <laughs> <laughs> he actually says something like, maybe there's this some Humphrey Brooklyn. in him after oh, all. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh yeah, so equating the Humphrey name with the quality of goodness and is like also making me roll my eyes.
0: That and then also the same like he equates Brooklyn to being a, a good place and Manhattan's a bad place. Yeah, <laughs> like if you <laughs> if you're from where here, you live, you're good, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Lily notices there are 10 minutes left in their anniversary, so Rufus starts making out with her. Hell yeah. uh, Dan comes back to the loft. Vanessa's here in her first appearance of the episode. Like, Thank you for, if you had to have her in the episode, at least bury her in the, like, the last scene. <laughs> and, uh, Dan tells her how he wrecked Blair's birthday, betrayed Nate, disappointed his dad, ruined the anniversary. Uh, he's upset with himself for acting like an 8th grader. Uh, I don't know why he like, felt for mean, the like thing a, he told. Like an eighth Jenny, 40, 40, like, like an 8th grader. Yeah, I I went to a twenty. 20- <laughs> birthday party and I'm acting like an eighth grader <laughs> <laughs> and again Vanessa another character is like yeah it's obviously contagious but we just need a good dose of Brooklyn to get it. like <laughs> the writers must be from Brooklyn they have such a high opinion of Brooklyn
0: <laughs> bad people are from every other borough Bur- only Thanks. the good people are from Brooklyn
1: Vanessa tells Dan they've been friends forever that's not going to change thank God and Dan gets a call from Brooklyn turns out uh, Dan's dad doesn't hate him after all uh, if, if this was Jenny, I feel like Rufus would still be screaming at her. But since it's Danny, he's like, <laughs> hey. I knew you were good, bud.
0: All you have to do is order these, whatever they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these paper, paper fucking plants. whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, Serena and Colin are back at Colin's place. And uh, Serena says, Colin, I like you too much to do this. She's really patting herself on the back, saying that the old her would have gone further. But the new her wants to wait. The bar is so low for Serena. Are we supposed to be congratulating her?
0: I don't. I don't think so. They can't imagine us. I can't. They can't expect us to do that.
1: I I just go they... on. I, I
2: just find that like in this show, Serena is acting like she's the most delinquent person in the world. But at the same time, like has no real self control. So no, sometimes she is like a total delinquent, and other times you're like you just like. Are trying really hard to not have sex, and I respect that. But she makes it sound like she's like climbing Mount Everest. Yes, like,
3: she, like the old I've me been 30 days
2: sober from having, like, from giving blowjobs. Like, she, she, she has a problem. Like like,
1: uh, the the most noblest person in yeah, the it's, world. She's like the new me. Isn't even isn't even having sex. Like, I have to still be with you, and I have to still kiss you right now. But I'm not having sex with you. So, and then. Colin is happy they stopped themselves before making a mess of everything. And then Serena replies, in that case, and starts making out with him. Like, what happened to what she just said? She <laughs> she set the bar so ridiculously low for herself, and she still went under it. And, and then, <laughs> as the iconic Dancing on My Own by Robin starts playing, uh, again, they've been killing it with the music. Lately. Oh, yeah, definitely. But they don't go any further, but it turns out that there's a camera set up at Colin's place. So uh, Juliet may have her evidence now.
0: And I was still thinking that this is part of his plan, too. Like, oh, he got a shot now. But I guess that was Juliet. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's Juliet, as we see watching from outside. Who's going to pay for Juliet's shit if she does this to Colin? Colin's not going to be like, oh, yeah, you got me fired from being a professor, but uh, here's that check for your rent and for your tuition.
0: Is that what it's for? He just gives her free money?
1: Yeah, she said in Ben, she's like, we can't do this. Colin pays my rent and my tuition.
0: Right. Because she's a TA.
1: Which is... Yeah, but <laughs> like, that's also like a hilarious,
2: like, oh, no, like he pays my rent and my tuition. He pays her tuition? How much yeah. your professor's getting paid?
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he he, mu- he he must just be rich i mean he's a, yeah, he's, he's he's a uh, fancy business yeah, yeah he's a fancy business finance guy uh who came in to teach the uh, psychology of business class of course and yeah and because that that's how they uh fill in what happened where where why colin was writing her a check in the cliffhanger last week it's i guess just because he pays for her rent and for her <laughs> tuition but
0: right, that's, i think that's why i was confused too because it made it seem like there was some sort of deal that they had going on that was involved right. in the plan and then it's like Oh, no, he's just a cousin that's helping her. That's so much less exciting.
1: So uh, Chuck is still at Blair's place. Uh, she asked what he's still doing here, and uh, he says the Trudy is over, which... Why? Because she doubted him? I mean... It wasn't the craziest leap in logic to think that the only person who she thought knew about the video and the only person who has been sabotaging her for weeks was behind this. But uh, Blair, Blair and Chuck, of course, need a game to keep themselves in each other's lives. So this was the natural next step. And uh, Chuck says being amicable isn't in their blood. They aren't friends. Friends have to like each other. And uh, as of tonight, he can never like her again. So uh, Blair doesn't like him either. Actually, she hates him. They start talking about how much they hate each other. And it's progressing and progressing. And I, uh, I think we all saw where this was going yeah. because... Chuck roots up the treaty, grabs Blair's neck, and then we get some great quick camera cuts <laughs> to the beat of the drums as they start kissing as the chorus to Dancing on My Own kicks in.
0: We've talked about pretty recently how this is supposed to be the horny show on television. This is the horniest it's ever been. And all they're doing is just, oh like, kiss-attacking each other. We, we don't – this is such a lame excuse for horniness. It's it's embarrassing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and also, like, it keeps – this is something that shows do that, like, I think really frustrates me in, like, sex scenes is it'll be a lot of heavy breathing and a lot of, like, this different angles of, like, the same kiss. Or, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm ripping off her her um tights or whatever, like – It's so violent and so, like, aggressive, but not in a sexy way. Like, I I think if it was a little bit slower paced, it would be more exciting. I
0: I guess they're trying to show us the passion, but yeah, I I agree with you. It is just, like, it's too much. It it looks really, really aggressive, and I think the the edit, again, makes it look really stupid.
3: Uh, This is the only way –
1: this is the only speed that Chuck and Blair have. This is how (laughs) it has to be done. It has to be fueled by hatred and just, like, crazy aggressive.
2: Yeah. It just looks like they're kids who have no idea how, um, how like
1: sex works.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause again, because like, all the clothes them. are still on and that's, yeah. I don't know. It even looks, even it looks... in
1: your version, Brendan?
0: Even in my version. That's why I'm complaining about it. I was like, I, I pay for a premium subscription for a reason.
1: <laughs> well, that is our episode. Brendan, do you have any predictions?
0: Anything I predict will just be written out of the show next episode anyway. Sure. So yeah. That's <laughs> the point. That's the point.
1: So let's get into let's zoom through our segments here. Uh, user review of the week: I went to the Gossip Girl Wiki again for the episode and took some uh, fan comments. And uh, a fandom user on April eighth, twenty thirteen, asked, "Why is Chuck so mad after the party?" Someone responded on June sixteenth, twenty fourteen. He's upset that Blair thinks he's responsible for the Gossip Girl blast, and he's not mad. And oh, he's upset that Blair thinks he's responsible for the Gossip Girl blast, and he's not mad at the end. They do it on top of the piano. So uh, thank you to that <laughs> <laughs> commenter who filled us in, here, thinking that the person may have missed the end of the episode. <laughs> That's
0: one of the best user reviews we've had.
1: <laughs> Next
0: week, maybe we should start reading titled... uh, like responses to other people. They like do it yeah, like
1: that. Like that. Uh, they're actually not mad at the end. They do it on top of the fan. <laughs> in fact, uh, next week the episode is titled "Juliet Doesn't Live Here Anymore." Do you have any predictions based on the episode title?
0: Doesn't live here anymore. Maybe she goes to jail with Ben. <laughs> she lives right. in jail now.
1: So she lives. She lives in jail now, and they get to have their conjugal visits all the time. Um, Naomi, I you don't know what happens next, do you? Do you have any predictions?
2: Um, I predict that the professor... Oh, well, the camera... Okay, the camera. The camera that was in the, um... uh, In his apartment. I think that, like, Gossip Girl's gonna get the photos.
1: Okay. All right, I like it. Um, Let's grade the episode up. Brendan, you went first last week. I'll go first this week. I feel like I'm gonna be higher on this than you guys are. Like, I really like the stretch of episodes, and I continue to really enjoy each one. Uh, This was... Another fun episode for sure. It's a ridiculous episode. It's obviously not a perfect episode. It's an insane episode. It's a. I mean, you could say it's a bad episode. That would be fair. But it's ridiculous with so many hijinks, like just like the last few episodes. Like we're getting twists and turns every episode. And even though these undo everything else that came before it, like I was still having fun watching it. It was so stupid and so ridiculous. And unlike you, Brendan, like I enjoy the stupid episodes as well, even if they like as long as they're keeping me entertained like that that's what I love uh we still don't know exactly what's up with Juliet uh not quite as uh chaotic in the good way as the last couple episodes but uh, we do randomly have Robin performing and also someone named Rachel Zoe getting a uh, chocolate dumped on her head so that's always fun uh and then you know Dan and Eric versus Chuck and Blair fun to watch play out uh, I you know another plus you know they, they bury Vanessa at the end of the episode so that's nice uh no, the problem is we've seen this stuff before. We've seen Blair and Chuck fight and make up. Uh, although it is nice to have them fucking again, that that is always like that. always appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we've certainly seen the Serena and Colin stuff already. Uh, the treaty was a fun idea, even if not executed perfectly. And then, uh, and getting his feet wet in the sabotage could have been a lot more fun if he would have just like owned it instead of like being like, a bitch about it. Like I <laughs> like, but um. Juliet stuff always intriguing. So, like for me, I had so much fun watching this episode, and even more fun talking about it. Like, I'm not going to put it in the A range because that would be insane. Because it's not like a good episode by any means. But I had fun, so I'm giving it a B plus. Brendan, what are you giving the episode?
0: Yeah, I feel like I've complained about episodes like this in the past. Like you called out, I I, and I really do enjoy the stupid cast of the show, especially over time. Like I've gotten to love it for that reason. But this is just maybe a step too far for me. Right. Uh, And I think you understand that it is a bad, a, in fact, a bad episode. Um, <laughs> I think I would have had more fun watching, maybe I would have more fun watching this a second time, like with friends, because then I would really get to appreciate it. It's, it's kind of like, like seeing <laughs> live <comedy>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't talking about this show. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's an F. It's a big F. <laughs> oh my God, he <laughs> it's, did is, it. He is, went... Is, the worst episode i've seen so far
1: only the second (laughs) f ever the first (laughs) f given by brendan i still haven't given an f that's great that's fantastic oh my god i i couldn't believe what i was watching what are you grading the episode
2: i think this is a c minus it just felt like there there are so many better ways to pull this off than the way that they went about it and every time something was happening i was like i don't understand this makes no especially like the stuff with the parents and like the you know, Oh, I'm not going to the birthday party. What do you mean you're not going to your best friend's birthday party? Like that would have so been convoluted. such an issue in so season convoluted. one or two. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, Blair-
1: it's like- it, is, it is very weird that all this stuff that would drive Blair crazy is not angering her at all. I guess cause she's like so caught up in like the Chuck stuff that she doesn't care. Like it is yeah. strange. Yeah. So we are yeah. we're all over the map with our with our episode ratings let's get into the mvps um for me i i I don't know. I didn't know where to go with this, so I'm going to give the MVP to Eleanor. Uh-oh. You mentioned she was on your shortlist, Brendan, so yeah. I- I'm actually going to give it to her. I don't know if I've ever given Eleanor an MVP. I know she's been on the board before, but uh, she throws a great party. Uh, she puts Juliet to work. She keeps everything running smoothly, and then she's a really good mom to Blair. She has that great heart-to-heart with her when Blair needs it the most. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's a dick to Rufus, which is always funny, and uh, it was just all very <laughs> nice to see. So Eleanor gets my MVP. Uh, Brendan, who is your MVP?
0: Someone who is also on my short list, our short king Eric, gets an yes. MVP for me. Yes. He's great. He, you know, he's the, the voice of reason all episode long, and it's nice to see him. We don't get to see him often enough, and he was great. I, it it was fun for a little while to see him tag team with uh, with Dan, and then he told Dan he was being stupid and wanted him to stop. So <laughs> yeah. great job, Eric.
1: Yeah, he should have just completely broken the fourth wall and been like, as a matter of fact, this whole episode is pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. Huh. Anyway, who is your MVP of the episode?
2: I think it's Dorota. Nice. Wow.
1: Wasn't she he a great did. She had
2: that incredible read of Blair where she's yes. like, well, you just want to be fighting with Chuck and now you're fighting with everyone else. So get your shit together. And then the other, like her little like speech, like she gave a speech at the birthday party, not Blair's mom. Right. DeRota. Of course. I thought that was like such a nice little like she really cares about Blair and like she looked very cute in her dress. I loved it. She deserves 20
1: tiaras. She deserves 20 MVPs. (laughs) Um, All right, so always happy to have Dorota on the board here. Uh, For LVP, Serena and Colin continue to be the worst part of every episode they're in. Uh, I gave it to Serena last week, so I, I will give it to the other half this week and finally give Colin an LVP. Uh, he's a college professor who's got to be at least 30, and he's obsessed with this 19-year-old student and can't even make it six weeks without hooking up with her. It's it's just embarrassing and annoying to watch, and, and he's, he's wasting his students' office hours with having his little dates <laughs> with Serena, which is so infuriating, so fuck this guy. He's the LVP. Uh, yeah. Brendan, who's your LVP?
0: My LVP goes to dan this is the worst dan episode yeah. to date and i think maybe that I, I think the show's good when dan's a good character the show's good too uh and i think that goes to show why i dislike this episode so much dan you were absolutely intolerable for like not even just for the reasons about, with the whole the whole scheming of it all and being bad at it and then doing it for a weird reason uh also like the jealousy of nate's stuff really bothered me because i thought we were over that we keep harping on that yeah, so i we gotta stop where...
1: it. yeah All right. So I had a feeling you were going to go with Dan for that one. Uh, Naomi, who's your LVP?
2: I think my LVP is also Dan. Because I feel like Dan is supposed to be like the center of the universe. Like he's the most grounded character. Mm -hmm. And when he goes off off the rails it should be more erratic but inst- like when his dad was like upset with him like i can't believe you turned into one of them it's like he literally just like tried to embarrass blair like what do you like what do you mean one of them <laughs> he just showed a video of her singing karaoke like he didn't like post her nudes to gossip girl or something you know what i mean like right. it- like it was quite tame and so then it's like okay well then he didn't do Anything actually significant, and on the other side, he was stupid and he behaved in a way where it was like, "What the fuck is this?" I mean, Eric was literally like, "Well, you didn't do it, right?" He's like, uh, yeah. uh
1: whoops." Well, oh, about, about, about that. Robin's about to walk in. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my God, Interscope right. Records. Robin is here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, a couple of LVPs for Dan and one for Colin. Uh, that is, is it for our segments, except of course for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater.
0: You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theatre.
1: And we are going to do a great three-person scene where uh, Dan uh, comes into Chuck's house looking for Nate and will instead talk to Chuck and Blair. So, uh, Naomi, you're a guest. Wh- who do you want to uh, portray? Um, right. I would like to portray Chuck. All right. Uh, so, I'm usually Blair, so... Brendan, I don't want to force you to be your your nemesis, Dan, here. So <laughs> I'd I love know. to
0: do a better job than him.
1: All right, so you're yeah. going to be Dan, I'll be Blair, and Naomi will be Chuck. Sure. All right, does everyone have their scripts in front of them?
0: Yes, sir. I'm ready.
1: All right, let's do it. Whenever you're ready, Dan.
0: Chuck, uh, hey, man. I was just stopping by to see Nate, I, but I guess he's not there.
2: He's in his room.
0: Oh, he is? He's not in class? I would have thought... You don't really know
2: how to stage a run, and do you? Because of the chase.
0: Well, uh, since Blair betrayed you with your uncle, I thought maybe you could betray her back. Call my sister, offer her protection.
1: Oh, hey, I- I'm here, too. <laughs> oh, shit, Blair's here, well... too. I'm so fucked. <laughs> well, you're just about six months late for that, aren't you, Humphrey?
0: Hey, I uh, I didn't expect to see you here. I assumed...
1: Chuck and I would be back at war after that silly Gossip Girl blast. It was obviously fake. We all know Gossip Girl doesn't report the news anymore. She just reports whatever the fuck she wants.
0: Well, give you that idea. She's always a trusted source. ...of
1: enemies, Humphrey. All powerful people do. We anticipated someone would try to
2: mess with us.
1: This handiwork has your lying little sister's fingerprints all over it. Besides, Jack Bass wasn't in France last summer. He was in Chile. Again? How do you know that? Uh, I, I must have read it somewhere. God, I hope oh, he doesn't God. ask me again. <laughs> Regardless,
2: this incident inspired us to write an addendum to the treaty. The notary just
0: left. Wait a second. There's a treaty? Like an actual legal document? Humphrey, th- Humphrey, Humphrey, the intricacies of your... <laughs> oh, wow, okay. like, this right, is this, is, is this, line. this yeah. my line? Yeah, wait, yeah, okay,
2: this, this is my line. <clears throat> Humphrey, the intricacies of our
1: war games are too complex, for you for the likes of you to fathom as an additional gesture of trust chuck i would like to invite you to my birthday party this evening
0: can i please it, come do- too
1: <laughs> i gratefully accept and since gothic barbie pause for laughs, <laughs>, remains, laughs remains safely quarantined upstate feel free to stop by if you're feeling lonely Whoo, all wow. right almost had that go off without a hitch what a <laughs> what another great lonely voice theater uh that's that's all for us except of course for some plugs but before we do that naomi thank you so much for becoming part of the three timers club it's about time you were back here uh so yes, i i know you. i know you have a heart out that is uh right right now exactly now so if you just want to plug your stuff and get out of here you are free to do that
2: no it's all good uh all right. so you know me i'm naomi follow me on twitter at naomi calhoun um i feel like i haven't been podcasting a ton lately but please check out silent podcasts um we are talking about the end of survivor new york season five bannerman island uh it was a lot of fun the whole season is out now on youtube and i have accompanying exit interview podcast with all of our cast members and it was a really fun season, and we had a whole hurricane happen while we were making it. So please
1: watch. Wow. Thank you. Now that's Survivor, if I do say so myself. Wow. It was pretty uh, crazy. All right. Check that out. Brendan, what are you plugging?
0: Well, you know that it's still technically Charles Month because that <laughs> episode will hopefully but be at this time. never fails
1: to not get a laugh out of me. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Content of Charles Month is the funniest thing in the world to me for some reason.
0: I, I think that's why i keep trying to especially
1: since, especially since it, it it isn't even real it's I think, like it, not even a thing
0: now the bit isn't the name of it anymore it's the fact that it still exists <laughs> and it's also only like one episode in two months <laughs> so I, I think i think that's why i've been You're like never going episode again <laughs> just so i can keep plugging realized, this month
1: i'm wearing my hoppy boys t-shirt right now oh my god how about that
0: how about that the energy so yeah so check out charles month on the hoppy boys podcast feed wherever you <laughs> get your podcasts um also the sandy boys is over at patreon.com slash the hoppy boys pod where you can find me and gagan on our sister podcast the sandy boys where we talk about the oc and every episode just like we do here and that's for three dollars a month you get 15 episodes right off the bat for three fucking dollars so just go pay for it um also there's something else i have to plug because i'm actually doing a new mini series starting tonight i'm working on it and no one here is going to probably want to listen to it because it's super out there but me and my my friend peter are going to be talking about john boy media's uh blitzball tournament and we're gonna be covering every episode that they do in like little uh recaps on the blitzball boys so go look out the blitzball boys <laughs> podcast wow. um it'll be probably like a a few weeks uh every time they do a tournament so that'll be like probably a couple times a year
1: well all right then Check i have out. no idea what this is but uh exactly. sound, sounds good um as for me uh gosh still haven't been on very many podcasts recently uh let's see uh, i i saw are you there god it's me market over the weekend that was good oh. um by the time this comes out the other two season three will have started so everyone should watch oh, that. Yeah, uh, uh, that fantastic you really do brendan um and then uh speaking of shows that you need to catch up on have you uh continued your saved by the bell reboot watch not quite all right <laughs> you'll get back to it someday <laughs> um that, that's that's it i guess you can follow me on twitter at maddiefresh 24 you can follow brendan at RuppyPuppy. puppy you can follow his other podcast the hoppy boys at the hoppy boys pod uh, naomi did you plug your twitter and do you want to plug your twitter uh at Naomi Calhoun. if you can right. say it you can spell it that's what i always say if you can <laughs> say it you can spell it so follow her there follow us you know you, you you know our our handles by now and uh come back next week where we'll break down season for episode eight juliet doesn't live here anymore with another special guest of course but until then you know you love us xoxo Only boys, boys. bye bye oh yeah